Hello and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeiker. With me as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here, he's locked in, and he's ready to go. What's so funny, Mike? You're, you're, you're laughing already. <laughs> what meme did you see? No, just just what we're talking about no. today. <laughs> we've got a ton of stuff to go over today, guys. Obviously, we've got... Um, AEW's All In show. We've got some backstage stuff that has clearly overshadowed such show. We've got WWE Payback. We've got uh, college football we're talking about week one. And I guess, I mean, week zero was garbage, so we'll just talk about week one. And, of course, we've got um, our Lions season preview today. So lots of stuff going on this week. Also be on the lookout, guys, later on this week. Uh, before Thursday, we're going to give you our breakdown of every single game, our predictions uh, of the NFL regular season. So that'll be a lot of fun. Looking forward to doing that like we do every single year. Um, but, Mike, I say we just jump right in. Uh, we're going to start out with All In because it was the most the furthest away, right? So mm-hmm. let's bring that back into memory. Let's talk about the actual show because everyone seems to have forgotten to talk about the show. There was a show uh, that happened? There was a show. I, I, I know. I'm stunned as well. Okay. Um, and it wasn't just the pre-show, which apparently everybody really loved and then, you know, went took a nap for four hours until the main event. But it's fine. Yeah. Um, we'll get to it. Uh, but I, I do think we should probably hit on the pre-show, right? Yeah, because, that's where I was going to start. Yeah. Because um, it was actually an eventful. It might be the most eventful pre-show Ever. I there are two this this that match for the Ring of Honor tag titles and then I will remember um, the New Age Outlaws beating Cody Rhodes and Goldust on a Royal Rumble pre-show mm-hmm. only because I was like there's no way they're gonna give the Outlaw and then they're like oh they did that was cool I like that um, outside of that well nothing I got nothing else yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah so on the pre-show actually I don't have the pre-show pulled <laughs> well it's just the two matches right yeah, so you've got zero hours so we yeah. got um, Ring of Honor World Tag Team title open the pre-show yep. so while we were drafting my fantasy draft last week yep. better than you Bebe defeated Aussie Open in seven minutes to win the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles Aussie got Open being used as tradi- as transitional champs crazy because they be bitches no it's fine <laughs> yeah. got two and three quarters stars off that title change yep crowd was hot yeah it was super hot got the kangaroo kick in there the double clothesline got line. the double clothesline yep all almost, someone almost died Kyle, yeah, Kyle, Kyle Fletcher, Fletcher almost yeah. died yep. cool and new Ring of Honor tag champs yep you know, so you're like what's gonna happen later <laughs> what is gonna happen <laughs> we will find out Status quo. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, to main event the pre-show, we had Hook taking on Jack Perry for the FTW title. Hook wins in 8 minutes and 23 seconds. Gets a nice three stars on the cage match wrestling. Yeah, Jack Perry used real glass on the car. Yeah, he used real glass on the car. That set up some things that were going to be later. Um we had a whole bunch of issues. Yeah, someone almost killed him because he wanted to use real glass. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the pre-show. Right. So, we head to the main show. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Uh, Wembley has actually 81,035 people there, not like 104,000 people. I don't want to add WWE listen, on that one. Listen, but listen. I saw the other 18,000 people at SummerSlam. <laughs> I know you missed them all, but I <laughs> saw them all. They were there somewhere. They were behind yeah. somewhere, the production trucks outside yeah. watching. Yeah. I think Tony Khan said after, if you technically count... Like yeah, the production staff, the production staff, and like the people that they pay to be there to review the show and all that. I think it got up to like eighty nine or ninety thousand, mm-hmm. but like paid attendance was yeah. eighty one thousand thirty five. Yeah, super cool. So a lot of people. Yeah. So we opened the show with uh, <laughs> a real AEW World Title match, the real world champion, the real world champion. I wonder who, where that's going to be now. 
Hey, Moxie, you just want to like take Moxie, over? <laughs> you want to be world, world champion again? Well, uh, I, I know you're going to be international champion. What if we just give you all the belt? Because clearly you're the only person we can rely upon. It's fine. Uh, we got Smojo, CM Punk. Um, CM Punk, you might not hear much more in AEW ever again after this. But in this match. There's no might. He's, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in this match, it was actually quite good. Yeah, Sam Punk, Samojo, 14 yeah. minutes, got three and a quarter, star, three and a half stars, and um, a good opener. Yeah, I good thought Good hot opener. Yeah, I thought so. Um, you know, as much as my criticism is on on their use of Joe at times, because I feel like Tony Khan is like, oh, man, Samoa Joe is just the best. And I saw some people like, oh, this is Joe's best running go. As compared to what? I go, he hasn't been a real active competitor in WWE for like five years before this. I go... Like, I, I understand what we're saying, but, like, I think maybe it's just because I grew up with Joe being Samoa Joe, mm-hmm. where he was, like, a freak athlete, where he's like, man, this guy is insane, to now where I'm like, he's just not, he's lost a step. He just has. He's heavier. He's, you just, you know, the storytelling is not necessarily the same, but I thought this was really good um, for the real world championship. I don't, I, I this is the other thing, too, is that, like, when it comes to, like, the Ring of Honor stuff. I wish they would have had him drop the television title ahead of this because it, it makes your television champion of Ring of Honor, okay, well, you can you can beat Dalton Castle all day long, but when you're challenging for anything else, it's like, well, mm-hmm. you know, you're taking the L there. So I, you know, it, this, I think it hurts a little bit, but mm-hmm. I thought this was solid all the way through. Um, I'm surprised it went as well as it did low-key. Kind of goes to show Joe's professionalism more than anything out of the whole thing, So yeah. which we'll get to later on. But, yeah, it's a good, solid start. Yeah, yeah, it was a fun opener. <clears throat> Crowd was pretty sag for this one. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, that was good. Uh, next up, we had the six-man tag team match. We had Bullet Club Gold, Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Takeshka, because mm-hmm. he was included, Yep, taking on the Golden Elite, Got the dub. Hangman, Kenny Omega, and Kota Ibushi. Takeshka pins Kenny Omega for the win on this yep. one. To set up All Out, which will be happening today, which we'll review next week, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I will say I have one, I guess, criticism not of AEW but of the, of Wembley, mm-hmm. right? Is I couldn't hear the crowd for a good chunk. Yeah, of the show. so that it was really got sucked out. It feels so that like. was the thing was we were talking about how like it looked like the crowd was dead. Yeah, or it sounded like the right. crowd was yeah, dead. Yeah, like they were just kind of like people that were there yeah, were, were like, like this crowd's insane. Yeah, it was going crazy. So I think and you could see like if they once they did like wide shots, mm-hmm. the crowd was active. Mm-hmm. It was just like you just couldn't hear, it. could not hear pick it. it up. Yeah, and I saw it on Twitter halfway through the show where people were like, "Is it just like my ox or like?" Is something wrong with my, my computer? Right. Because right. Well, you could see the crowd going crazy. Yeah. People were reacting, but it was like it was like ah, uh, and you were like you're like everyone's like oh that was cool. Yeah, yeah. and it yeah. was like it was like you you thought it would be yeah. a lot more, but for some reason when Adam Cole and MJF go out, yeah, the that crowd yeah. the crowd mixing is to- perfect. Totally, and totally different. Yeah, yeah, that. So that, I don't def- understand how that works, but you know the crowd felt weird, mm-hmm. but for like a good majority of the going, show, we talked going about on. it. We were like, man, this is it doesn't feel like they're like excited to be there. Everyone's just kind of like waiting for stuff to happen. I was yeah. like, I mean, I don't really have any issues with like match placement on this show. I think they did the best they could. I mean, you kind of had, everything was kind of like, Hey, we got stories behind all this shit. Right. Sure. Um, but I thought this was a good six man. I thought to catch to get in the win there was important. Um, yeah. I'm interested to see if he gets the win it all out too. Yeah. So his match gets, uh, four and a half stars, 20, that's a, that's 20 minutes. High. Yeah. I think the first half of this match was a lot of just like stare yeah. down. Yeah. Oh my God, Kenny Omega's in the ring with Jay White. Oh, that's mm-hmm. so awesome! But like, right. but then the second half of this match when they just started like killing yeah, each other, it was really fun. Yeah. 
Um, which is like every New Japan match mm-hmm. literally ever. So yeah. it makes sense. Just made Hangman feel like mm, one of these is not like the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they tried to put it in because it was like you have the Golden Lovers and then Hangman. But yeah. it was like Hangman was tag champs with Kenny Omega for like forever, it yeah, felt like. Right. So I was like, they do have that tag team yeah. thing going, but like no one remembers it because it's all it's like, Golden Lee. We, we all know who's friends here. <laughs> <laughs> we all know you're kind of the odd man. Yeah, exactly. On one. That's fine. <laughs> Which one of you can't speak Japanese fully? Ooh, awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, Juice Robinson might be the funniest person. Hilarious. Hilarious. Outside of like MGF's yeah. like one-liners, yeah. Juice Robinson might be the funniest person yeah, ever. Yeah, very, he's, very he's, good. He's hilarious. Yeah. Um, AEW World Tag Team Title Match came up next, which we were initially shocked by, yeah. and then thinking about it was like, probably. Where, where else do you put it? It yeah, was hard. There's not yeah. a lot of other spots. Yeah. Uh, FTR, Young Bucks, uh, the match goes 21 minutes, 45 seconds, gets four and three quarter stars. Um, I think that's a bit high, too. FTR with the win here. I think this is probably... You know what's funny is I was actually listening to a podcast about this match, mm-hmm. and these two teams are awesome. I don't think... They could like they mesh as well as they should. No, I think it's better on paper than it is in it practice. Is. That's why I said four and three quarters. I feel like you're giving them a star and a quarter just because of who they are as, as yeah, in kind their resumes, of resumes, right? Like I think like like Young Bucks are perfect with like the Lucha Bros with like the high flying style, mm-hmm. and FTR is good with like Bullet Club Gold, yeah. who aren't flippy dippy people, mm-hmm. but they technically put on great stuff. I don't think their styles mesh, mesh. and it kind of showed when. FTR had their first run and they and they went against the Lucha Bros at that full gear show mm-hmm. and everyone's like Lucha Bros and FTR right. and that match was also just like it yeah. was good for yeah. the guys who were in it but it wasn't like stellar I just don't think they mesh yeah the way I, that they I think, should I think this was this match was hurt by a couple things number one I think Styles you know because here's the thing as much as I love the Bucks the Bucks do have a certain level of okay A B C D E yeah. Right. Like, like, okay. At one point, okay. Here's the Meltzer dry. Okay. Here's the. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there, there's just parts of their match where you know it's like a Ric Flair match, right? You know, at some point, Ric Flair is going to hit the chops. You know, at one point, he's going to get Irish whip into the corner, going to do the thing, run up the side of the ring, go up, oh, high, you know, high back body drop. Mm-hmm. Those are just things that you know and come to expect from a Ric Flair match. Same thing with the Bucks, right? I think FTR is more of the. I, I'm going to use the phrase like the. Um, like the the Bret Hart style almost mm-hmm. where like they don't necessarily like they're going to get their shit in right but it's a different story every single time they're in the ring you know if that makes any sense right yeah. where the, you're you're not going to be able to go to an FTR match and go oh they're going to do this and then the and then at some point we're going to get here and then we're going to get yeah. here right um i just think FTR's more of like an overall team yeah, where it's like, all right, right they're against the Bucks. Yeah. They'll do a little more high-flying stuff, but they can catch and they can yeah, right. sell well and do that thing. Right. But then when they go against like the Briscoes right. and Briscoes are more like, we're just going to beat the shit out of you. Yeah, we're going to have a brawl. We're going to brawl yeah. with them. Yep. But then Bullet Cup Gold, we're going to have this crazy storytelling hour-long match. And the Young Bucks, we're going to do Spot Fest. I think FTR can do a little bit of the three. Yeah. I think um, the Young Bucks are very like, all right, we do Flippy Dippy and past that yeah rough. right um so that i think the the outside the ring stuff a little bit made it a little bit challenging um i thought placement on the card actually was i i don't think it's one of those things where i don't know where else you would have put it but also it's like yeah um yeah i don't know I, I did think their first match that they had against each other when the bucks beat ftr mm-hmm. um for the titles 
I thought was better. I think the first one's better. Yeah. Second one, I I, I don't I, remember. I, can't, I, can't. I don't a, remember. It's on Dynamite. Yeah. Um. Sure. It was for it was for a number one contendership. I think the FTR won. Don't I'll win believe, the titles. I'll believe you. Um. But yeah, don't remember. Any long story short is I think this match, and I, and I think other, the other part that hurt this a little bit is there was no real story outside mm-hmm. of well we got to see who's the best tag team. And that's a very finite thing where it's like, okay, so now is FTR just the best tag team in like AEW history now? Is that what we're going yeah. with? You know what I mean? So like there wasn't a lot a personal feud really until like that last dynamite where they had the sit down. Mm-hmm. So if we would have gotten four weeks of that, I think that match would have came with a lot more heat and I think we would have I think people would have cared more rather than it strictly being a well, I mean if we're going to go to Wembley, we got to have FTR in the box, right? They're the two top teams we have, mm-hmm. right? I think that's I think that was hurt a little bit. Still a good match. I mean, it's not somewhere like you tell me every week you're going to say, "Hey, we're going to have Bucks, you know, and, and FTR." I'm not going to be like grown, mm-hmm. but you know, I think both teams have had better matches against other teams. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. So next up, we had our Stadium Stampede. Which I know me and you are generally not big fans of. No, but if you're going to do the stadium stampede, I think it's like the best version of the stadium. Yeah, I think they done. tried. I think they, I think they did everything they possibly could to mm-hmm. to get people to give a shit. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, best friends Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, and Penta beats uh, Blackpool, Santana Ortiz. Yep. Um, I think just having like a Moxley in this match who's just like, oh yeah, you want to you want to staple my head shut, you yeah, want to right tear my eyeball out, like having that kind of guy, and then having guys like. Trent and Orange Cassidy, who's willing just like yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Trent wanna, just got his ass kicked the whole damn match. Yeah, I felt you, so bad. Yeah, for you want to just like throw me through this? You want to yeah. like put me through that? Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah, like right. if you have that good mix of guys who can do that, mm-hmm. then you have like an Eddie Kingston who just like walk down, bleed everywhere, and just like beat the shit out. Like yeah. I think I think the guys in this match with what they did mm-hmm. is like the best version possible that you can get out of a stadium stampede. If you're not a big fan of it, yeah. obviously some people love the idea of the stadium stampede. Right. I don't mean you necessarily aren't there, okay. but like in terms of like. If not, if you don't like the Stadium Stampede, I think this is probably like a watchable version of it. Right, right. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, what's funny is watching this back, I was like, man, Eddie Kingston gets so much reaction for so little. He is really one of the last few like old school type wrestlers, right? Mm-hmm. Where like he can throw a punch and people are like, oh yeah, that was a good punch. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he just walked out, like at the end of the match, right? After they were doing their stuff and then he rocks back out, everyone's like, oh, Eddie Kingston's back. And I was like, been gone for 45 Dude, minutes. You know what I mean? He is so ungodly funny, though. Oh, my gosh. He's hilarious. Like, they right? were doing the their, facial expressions. The, the day before, they were, they were like, promoting the Stam Stampede in the game or whatever. And I think Kenny was there, and they had Eddie Kingston come out. And Eddie Kingston goes, yeah, yeah, the game's signed. God, I hate Claudio. And yeah. I was just like, right? it yeah. was so funny. Because yeah. I was like, I was like, you have no reason to say that right now. But, yeah, God, I just fucking hate that yeah, guy. Exactly. I was like, it's so Sucks funny. so bad. Yeah. Um, so, all things considered, I thought this was the best one they've done. Um, beat yeah. the shit out of one another. Yeah, I think I think the funniest one they did was the COVID, like the first one yes. they did in 2020. Because yes. that one was just like, they what were on the happening? football field, yeah. and they're just like throwing each other around. And mm-hmm. they were dunking Matt Harding, who was changing characters. Like, that shit was just Funny. He's gonna run over Sammy Guevara with the Sammy golf cart. with the golf cart, and he yeah. like hits him and he flips. That's right. so that's so golden. Yeah. But in terms of, like brutality and like, yeah, honestly, entertainment and just like sitting back and going, wow, this is like a train wreck. Yeah. I think this is the best version of a train wreck they've done. Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, so. for sure. Uh, next up, we had the AEW Women's Four Way Match. I think the funniest part about this match is everyone's entrance wasn't their actual entrance. It felt like so weird. Didn't uh, understand anything that was happening. I was like, sir, I came out to. Uh, uh, What's we Queens, will rock you. Yeah. We will rock you. Yeah. And then Ricardo Shida came out to uh, uh, no. not, not uh, Tony Storm came out to uh, um, 
something else. I don't something know. Something else, else that yeah. wasn't her theme. And then yeah. Bert Baker came out to her theme. Yeah. I just thought it was so funny. I was like, so these are none of their themes. I'm yeah. confused. Right. Um, this match only went eight minutes and 45 seconds, by the way. Felt longer. Felt a little longer. Yeah. Uh, this is basically the Soraya Tony Storm match because the other two were not in this match at all. Yeah. And I, I um, hated the finish. Yeah, it finished. Hey, the finish. I'll, I'll, we'll get to that later on the WWE Payback show, too. I have some, I have some bitches there. Yeah, those but, are some interesting um, But, um, yeah, it just made it made Sheeta and Britt look stupid. Yeah. Because, like, they're over there fighting, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, hey, by the way, it's at three count. Britt's like, yeah, I got that, but, like, over here. But, yeah. Like, I also, like, don't understand, just from a booking perspective, why they dropped the title off Tony Storm and give it to Sheeta for 20 days. Yeah, I didn't get Just because they went to a four-way and then yeah, didn't understand she that. won the title there. Like, in a four-way, Tony Storm wasn't in the... Was she pinned in that one? I don't remember. Tony Storm was the one who got pinned. In yeah, the, she was the one who yeah, got pinned. Yeah, by yeah, Soraya. She, yeah, yeah, by yeah, Soraya. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't understand why she could have just been champion and got pinned. Yeah, right. Yeah, no shit, right? Like, um, you know what I mean? Like, what was the point of having the... The, the, the title I guess change if you're looking just... at it from the from the match perspective, right? It's okay. Well, you've got two members of the whatever the hell group they're called, and the now yeah, yeah, there you go, sure. Um, and so it's like, well, and you got that a little bit at the beginning, right? Well, I thought I was gonna, I thought we talked about this, right? And now it's two people competing for the championship rather than you're trying to take the championship away from me. If that sure. makes any sense, I think that's probably what they were going with. Is well, Tony Storm's champion. Well, you're my friend, so you should help me keep the title, yeah, right? Rather than Sheeta's champion. Now we're both going after the championship. Yeah, okay, you know I, guess, I, mean? I guess so. Yeah. I, I don't think it makes that big of a difference, though. I don't think so either. Especially when, as soon as Paige got in or Soraya got in the match, I went, so Soraya's winning this match. Yeah. Got it, cool. In London, you're not going to just not have her win, probably. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Sure. Next up, we had our Coffin Tag Team match, which, here's the thing. This People was, were dog-shitting yeah. this one. Yeah. And this one was actually really fun. This match... You got the best version possible. I don't in any other universe, right? We're going across the multiverse here for a second. There's no way there's a better version of this match. Than Probably what not. There's no way. I'm sorry. There's no way they could do this match 12 more times. It's never going to be better than this one. Yeah, this was really. This fun. was really good. This yeah. was really good. It really All helped. things considered, yeah. It really helps. 98 year old man in the ring. <laughs> it really helps when Darby goes. I'm going to die seven different times Did in you this see match. He was though? like, "Yeah, my lower back's really fucked up." I go, "No shit." Yeah. Yeah, you I You decided know. to do it twice. twice. The second time, especially, where it's like, he's already beat. No, 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 no. Yeah. Hold well, on. Well, the, the second one, he landed on, like, the corner of, mm-hmm. the, of the casket, which I was like, that hurt a lot more. Like, yeah. if you land on the flat bed of the casket, on the cake, like, yeah. obviously there's no give, but at least it was a flat surface that you can yeah. kind of try to land on. <laughs> Though That one was, like, the corner, so I was like, you're just, like, stabbed in the back pretty hard there. Right. Um, but, yeah, all things considered, this match was pretty damn good. Christian Cage going in instead of... Um, the original guy that was supposed to be AR Fox, I yeah. think, it was a nice change too. Having Christian in there, um, yeah, no, I, I, I you know, I, I heard there was some backstage heat on AR Fox because he didn't disclose that he can't really work outside of the U.S. due to other issues. So it's like mm, not the best look. But Christian being in, I think, helps with the story with him and Darby. Yeah, much, especially because him and Luchasaurus are gonna have this match. All right, out. which I'm it's assuming like, is where Darby takes the title back. But. I would assume so too. Yeah. But that's it, I I like how it goes from yeah, for sure. you know like oh you got two stories kind of coming together here. In this yeah, match. and it works out yeah. in a, in a good way here. Uh, don't love, <clears throat> and I understand why it has to happen if you're gonna have Darby and Sting win. Yeah, yeah. Don't love 
Swerve taking Swerve the fall losing. here. Yeah, I, he was the only one that you could have. I and know. if AR Fox was in, AR Fox is definitely 1,000% the guy yeah. there. But because Christian, uh, the only thing yeah. was like, you could have Christian do it because Christian's not the champion. Technically. Technically. Right. So you could still be like, yeah, you might beat me, but you can't beat him. And he's right. actually like. But he's going to be on the show this this upcoming weekend, right? So you're like, okay, well, okay, well, he can't be in the casket because then. No, yeah, I thought, yeah, because yeah, no, like, no, no, Swerve's not going to, yeah, right. he's stuck in the cast. He's yeah, not going to, I totally understand the fundamentals of it, Yeah, but I'm just saying, I think you could have gotten away with Christian being the one in the casket. It's almost too where, I think in this match, where it doesn't really hurt Swerve a ton, only because it's Sting in the ring, and mm-hmm. I think everybody at this point, if you watch wrestling and you're over the age of 10, you understand it's there's a script involved here, mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, well, Sting's not going to lose, so... You kind of the loss is kind of like a half a loss if that makes any sense, right? Yeah. Where you're like, it doesn't really hurt. Yeah, you. Sting's when not you going lose, in the casket when you lose to Sting and Darby in a tag match. You go, okay, well, you didn't like. It doesn't hurt you. Yeah, I, you know what I and mean. When you're, and when you're running down the options for this one, Sting's not going to lose in the casket. Yeah, Darby can't. No, because he's at a title match next week. Right, Christian. I think probably could have, but yeah. I understand the idea of not. Right. Swerve is the only guy well, where you don't have a logical reason to go. Well, we're trying to protect Swerve for X. What? Yeah, well, he's not in anything now. Three months from now. Well, yeah. Okay, well. Yeah, you can read. He yeah. can win 10 matches in a row and be fine after this. Okay. So he was like the one logical guy. He could be um, He could be Darby the next fucking week on Dynamite for the TNT title with their booking sometimes. And you'd be like, okay, well, I guess that's where we're going. Really, really interesting out there. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, this was really good, though. I think this was my second favorite match on the show. From like an enjoyability, like just watching it, not... Not from a story or anything like just like the fact that going with my expectations being like at like a four. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that was a good like seven and a half. Yeah, I think taking bias out of it's probably my second favorite. Yeah. It was a fun match. Lots of good action, right? Sting looked good. Darby still got over as the biggest face, right? I think it all worked. Yeah. Um, next up, not co main. I was about to say co main, <laughs> but it's not co main. Um, Will Ospreay, Chris Jericho. Yep. 15 minutes. Banger alert. Yeah. Really good what, match. What star rating did this get? Uh, four and three quarters. I don't know if it's that high. I'd, I, I'd give it around the four range yeah, and, and kind of live yeah. there. Um, this is actually... Oh, this and the, and the, and the, and the tag match yeah. are the two high ones. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, no, this match is really good. I would have paid to see this match seven years ago. Oh, 1,000. Well, right? actually... <laughs> Osprey we, now, Osprey now, Jericho, yeah. seven Jericho, years ago, Jericho would have been the, awesome. in his prime. Yeah, this match would have been twelve stars. Yeah, like, this seriously. match would be legitimately because awesome. there was moments in the match where you felt like, okay, Jericho's gonna have his working boots on and we're gonna go. And then there was a point where Osprey's like, all right, ready to shift in the next gear, and Jericho's like, that's all the gears I have. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So all things considered, though, I thought this was the best you probably could have gotten out of this situation. Pretty much. I this thought, is you know, this is the match that I expected to come out of these two. Yeah. Which is like, you know, a four, four and a half star, you know, off that, and this is the thing that I tried to hype it on in this match is Jericho will put on the working boots, but yeah. he can only stay in like second gear. But the way Osprey works is he can just stand there and Osprey can make everything look cool. And the match looks better than probably what it was. Right. You know, like Jericho, they're staying on the apron and they do that like um, German suplex on the apron or something. It look it, like it's on Osprey and he like dies on that. But like Jericho really doesn't do a lot outside of just like kind of 
overthrowing him a little bit. Or Jericho stands in the ring right. and throws him against the ropes, and Osprey does the handspring kickback right. into a Stormbreaker or something. It's like, yeah, Osprey makes that all look cool, but like Jericho literally is just standing there. Like, right. there's a lot of that that works in this match. Well, yeah, um, yeah. no, yeah. this was really good. I thought it told a great story. I don't understand Don Callis' involvement at all in this. Yeah, I mean, the only reason I think, I mean, he's only there because of the story the last week and a half or so, but I think this all just leads into Kenny and Will at Russell Kingdom 18 with Don Callis is like being there. I think that's really all it kind of leads into at this point. Um, yeah, and I think the interesting note that happened like post-match mm-hmm. on this match was Osprey... Even though I don't think status quo is going to change nearly at all, Osprey being a free agent at the beginning of 2024, I think is really interesting. Right. Yeah, for sure. No, not, I, not that I think he's going to either leave New Japan or leave AEW. Like, I don't think he's going to be an AEW or a WWE person. Um, but I do think the idea of he could, he's probably going to get ginormous offers from everybody and yeah. like where does he want to go, right. I think is very interesting. Yes, absolutely. Um, no, I'm, I. It, it, He's just showing that he's the best wrestler probably in the world, technically. Yes. At this moment in time. Like in ring wise. Right. I don't think you would t- I don't think you would take anyone over him in ring wise. Right. And he's just and he's slowly getting better on the mic. Yes. And slowly getting better just all like in in match in like storytelling. He's yes. not just like, oh, I do flips, I do cool moves. Like his like the what do you call it? The the um the f- the, I guess like, no, like just like the storytelling, the, oh, the, yeah. the psychology yeah. Yeah, in the yeah, match, sure. like in the ring, I think has just gotten a lot better. Also, yeah. where I think like he can really like sell you into like him being a bad guy or him being like the underdog who needs to be Kenny. Like I think mm-hmm. he can really sell that part of it too. I think all around he's just on no. a new gear right yeah, now. Yeah, he's really he's really stepped up the game. You can't say he's just doing flips. You, you really have to appreciate the fact that like, hey, look, I'm trying to go out there and face. Everybody. And there's the thing, too. He's doing it on platforms that people maybe not aren't mainstream paying attention to. He's out there killing it in, at Rev Pro. He's going to progress again still. Yeah. He's doing a lot of shit off the beaten path. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you're like, man, everything he touches, it just feels like it's turning to gold right now. Yeah. In the best way. He did say, um, starting with the new contract he's going to be getting, that he's going to stop doing a lot of the indie stuff. And it's going to be imagine. just mainstream stuff. Yeah. Which I was like... Sure. Yeah, that you, sounds you put right. your time in. Like you put, like you don't need to be going to Rev Pro every every yeah. other month to right. do a show. Like they got it now. Yeah, I'm interested to see if he allows it to just expire and see what happens first. I'm very interested. I know, like he really is. He he's that type of guy, at least from interviews and stuff, where yeah. like New Japan really gave him a shot. Yeah. Black in like 2016 and oh, like yeah. signed well, they him made him and, world champion and they made him like IWGB junior heavyweight champion like the first like yeah. six months or whatever right. but like they were the one that really after Rev Pro gave him that chance so he really is like no no, no like that's kind of the place I want to be yeah. but like if WWE's throwing a giant offer at him to be like hey yeah I think I think I, I think, think the, the thing about him I don't know if he wants to live in the U.S. I don't know either and I think that's a big thing for him but I think you get to a point where it's like look man. You're, you, you're, what you have you to know. do is you take the WWE contract for like four years. Yeah, seriously. That's and what Shinsuke did. Shinsuke's like, look, bro, I'm at, I'm listening. I'm getting in my upper to mid thirties. I've beat my shit. I've, I've done my shit. I was world champion. I was the best. I was the biggest name in, in Japan at one mm-hmm. point. I'm going to go to WWE now. I'm going to have a nice little run, right? I win some shit. Cool. Get some accolades, but I'm also going to make. A good jillion dollars, yeah. right? Like I, I'm interested because I'm like Gallows and Anderson. You haven't yeah, seen them on TV in six months. No. They're making 
good, good money. Chill. Yeah. yeah. I was just interested because with AEW being there, yeah. I wonder if like he's like if he does sign with one of the two mainstream US companies, yeah. it's I'm gonna go to AEW because they'll allow me to work some Japan shows too. Yeah. I wonder if that's like more of a selling point than just like getting a bag. Because yeah. I think the, I think AEW and WWE will both give him a bag yeah. regardless. Right. I'm just interested if that new Japan relationship would keep him I closer I would... to AEW or if WWE's like here's like Five million dollars a year, or some shit. And like, I think, I go. think, I think where where it's interesting is if if you're talking about if you want to establish your character and your ability to storytell, I think WWE is the better place to go. If he's like, look, I'm just going to go out there and go balls to the wall every single night, then maybe AEW is the place to go. I think it's a, I think it's going to really depend upon. It, it's, I think for him, and I think it's the reason why Kenny and the Bucks heavily considered going to WWE is it's going to prolong your career. Mm-hmm. It really is. No, I it's, think you know what I mean. I like, think if legitimately, he has, if, if he has a four-year stint in WWE, yeah. and then leaves, he can be around to like forty-five or fifty, yeah. and just off name value alone, people yeah. watch. It's like the Listen, Jericho thing. I understand they're not working as many shows in AEW, but but the point is, is that in WWE, you're not expected to go out there every single like every time Will Ospreay walks out to the ring, he's like, I have to go at least twenty to twenty-five minutes. Mm-hmm. Like there, that's the expectation that I've set for my. And and that, you, that's what Kenny fell yeah. into. And listen, if and if like so, they changed the G one thing where it's yeah. like a twenty minute time limit. Mm-hmm. If you have to go fifteen or less, it is a balls to the wall. Right, I gotta 12, go. 15. It's a right. sprint. There's no time to build. There's oh, we're starting immediately. Yeah. So if he's looking to cash in while also elongating his time, at, especially at the top of the card, mm-hmm. right, and developing a character. I think there's a lot they could do for him. Yeah, I think I don't think he's going. There, no, I, th- I think I think actually kind of an inverse would. I think because he's kind of in the prime of his work rate career, mm-hmm. I actually think the next like four years would probably be best spent in like New Japan AEW. Yeah, and then once he gets to that mid to late 30s, where he's like, I don't want to be killing my body anymore. Yeah, that's maybe when you make the switch to WWE. Could be. When it's like for when sure. you, when you only have to do ten minute matches mm-hmm. on Raw and SmackDown and stuff, and then right, or you just don't stuff. have to work every night. Right? Or yeah, like, you you're not going shit. crazy every single you know, day. Cody's the number one baby face in the entire company. He's worked three times, right? I mean, he's doing house shows, but like those are not nearly the same. Yeah, the house of, shows you go out for an eight minute match. Yeah, does right. his springboard stuff and then leaves. Like right. that's all you'd have to do. But exactly, it'd be interesting. Um, co main event here. Yep. Uh, the acclaimed Billy Gunn and the acclaimed. Mm-hmm. Badass Billy. Badass Billy Gunn and the acclaimed uh, take down the House of Black to win the trio's titles. Yep. Which, and I was really upset when I found out it was going to be Jarrett and Lethal and Sotnam challenging them as their first challenge. I was like, man, They run sucks. that storyline back every, time. every other week. New champion? Like. Throw in Jeff Jarrett. Sounds good. <laughs> sure. Um, that yeah. made me sad. But anyway, yeah, fine. Fine. I'm, okay. I, I'm a little worried Why? that... They're gonna have nothing to do with the House of Black after they lose. I'm a little worried. I really just hope that they go into like tag and like TNT mm-hmm. title division. Kind yeah, of. I think Malachi needs to go back into singles. Yeah. And then you have Brody and Matthews. Like as, I, as a I tag hope. Team. I hope that's what they do. But I'm worried that they're gonna keep them and like do. I like, think they'd be a great foil for FTR. I think that'd be a great fucking. Match. I do too, yeah. and that's why I hope that they do. Yeah. I'm just worried that they're gonna keep them in like mm-hmm. since they're kind of like a three person faction. Mm-hmm. I hope that they don't add someone. And be like, all right, now you're gonna feud with like the Blackpool Combat Club. And yeah, stuff. no hard. Like pass. I don't want like stuff like that hard because pass. they're a good faction. Mm-hmm. I want them to be singles tag team if they're not gonna be you trios. Know they, yeah, they, I mean they. they I mean they. Can I mean they to, could all be singles, yeah. but like they could go to Ring of Honor too and do some stuff over there, That'd right? Be nice. Because you know, hope I them mean, out a little bit. Well, seriously, right? Okay, maybe they're the team that beats you know. 
uh, Cole and MJF or whoever, right? They take the tag title. Oh, they get the trios titles over there because who the fuck's got the trios titles Yeah, the titles World's Embassy now. now or whatever. Couldn't care less, right? Sure. Um, the only You know what's bad when Tony Khan's like, we don't need to redo those belts because no one cares. Um, but, you know, I, Malachi Black could easily be Ring of Honor World Champion, right? Brody mm-hmm. or Matthews could be television champion. Like, there's a lot of stuff they could do. I think they're too talented to just allow them to go, well, they're just going to exist. Yeah, I'm, I'm just yeah. worried because normally... And with if two it, shows now, I'd, I'd be a lot more worried if Collision didn't exist. That's true. Yeah, yeah. they could probably they, yeah. they could be a mainstream on Collision. Yeah, right. So that's fair. I'm just usually normally the AEW thing is win unless, the title unless you're the elite on, or oh yeah. like Blackpool or something on television when you win the title on television forever and then you lose the title and then you're gone for six months. Yes, yeah. That's what I'm worried for. There's been a couple cases of like the acclaimed and stuff that have been able to oh, survive yeah. um, without it. Well, Malachi Black, he almost left the company. Mm-hmm. So you're like, you know, it, it's it's not out of the realm for yeah, sure. So I'm really hoping that they keep them on TV because I think they're unique and like their pre- presentation and their yeah. match quality is really good. They, so I they hope are they're a doing great something. combination of everything you want. You got the big guy, you got the speed and athleticism with Matthews and Malachi kind of bringing the character and then and the leader yeah, leadership exactly. and everything. I think I think it, it all really works, works really well. So I'm really hoping that they keep doing what they're doing and Absolutely. And, and they're involved in stuff for sure. Um. All right, main event time here. Yep. Main evented, Wembley Stadium, MGF, Adam Cole. We kind of thought that one from like eight months ago when we, yeah. when we said it's either, yeah. it's either I mean, we, Kenny I, I or him it, or yeah. I had it Cole circled. I was like, Cole's going to come back and he's going to be the baby face. It's going to happen. Yeah. And then I did not anticipate this is how we would have gotten here, but nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. This was a very interesting, it was a very um, relieving um way to get there because every other time they've just yeah. done like the trials of MJF. Yeah, yeah. You have to run through seven different people to get yep. to me or whatever. Yep. It's very refreshing to be like, oh, this is a unique take and you don't know what's going to happen. Right. It's really, really fun to do. Right. Um, I thought this match was awesome, by the way. This is this is the best match on the this show. This is by far the best match on the show. Crowd cared for both guys. This was... They were, they were eating everything they were doing. This it delivered. was awesome. This really did deliver. It did. It, like, this is one of MJF's better performances, and that's saying a lot. And that's saying a lot, because really this it. year, yeah. from the Fatal 4-Way yeah. to the Brian 60-Minute yep. to this... To him and Cole To him and Cole on, on Dynamite, yeah. like, it, it is yes. just straight... He's had this banger was, after banger, really. This is why he is going to be so coveted next year, is because he has figured out the ability to storytell, yeah. right? Like, that's why I'm such an Adam Cole guy is because, like, Cole can kind of go and f- fluctuate, right? Mm-hmm. Such good storytelling. He, he's he got the storytelling, and he just, like, he knows yeah. when to play to the crowd oh, yeah. and how to do it oh, yeah. and how to get the reaction. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, and this is why this, and I think this is part of the reason why I think at times I think AW needs to focus a little bit more on, especially during matches is the storytelling is because when they do it, they do it so well. They do. You know what I mean? Like this match sticks out because it was different than everything else on the yeah, show. You think of like the top, like three matches AW's ever put on, right? Like you get like the Cody and Dustin thing. Yeah. All from, story, all story, all story, the, the tag team with Kenny and hangman versus the bucks. All, all story. story. Yep. And then this one. Yeah. All story. Punk and MJF. Punk and MJF. I mean, MJF, Daniel Bryan. It's yep. like the yep. story of like, oh yeah, you can you, you can go for an hour yeah. while I can go for an hour right. and I'll outwork right. you kind of thing. Yes. Like just all these like different stories that yes. they have in here. I'll even throw in Hangman and Kenny when he won the... That match isn't some holy shit, amazing, yeah. you know, eight stars, but it's a, oh shit, like we're, we're seeing a culmination. We're seeing a moment here. Mm-hmm. That's what this felt like in so many ways. Yeah, but I mean, just the high, like 
Cole really doing anything he can to win. I love all of the moments of like MJF the turn MJF on the table. And he's like, I'm not going to pile drive you through this table. And Cole goes, well, fuck you. I'm going to do it. And he just literally without a thought does it. Right. Um, I love the, the chair spot where they're throwing the chairs back Mm -hmm. and forth. And then Cole falls and he goes, all right. And he just like puts the chair on and lays down. And then Cole's like, what? Cole's like, what are you doing? Yeah. That shit's funny. Um, the interference I thought was good because I thought it was like, okay, Roddy's here, and you think, okay, now this is the turn. This is the thing that Rob's wet dream is hopefully happening here. Yeah. And then it does it, and you're like, okay, shit. I love the finish of a roll-up because mm-hmm. it definitely feels like the story is not done. Yeah. And I think it's definitely not done which because of backstage stuff. Yes. Now, which makes me happy, actually, yeah. low to you. But anyway, um, this was great. This yes. was really good. I love the fact that they're teasing it. They followed it up next week on Dynamite, right? And it's just like... Everything about it was so masterfully done. Right, you left the show as mad as I was that Cole didn't win the title. Mm-hmm. I was like, "There's so much more meat left on the bone." Yeah, and you know? I just love the the even after the ending, Cole's like yeah. sitting in the upset. corner and he's upset. He's looking at the title. He's like, "Wait, wait, wait! All you wanted was the title. You're yeah. not actually my friend." Yeah, and then he like he goes, "Like, just take it." Yeah. Literally for four weeks have been like, this is the only thing I care about. He goes, you know what? I don't want the title. Take it. And he just throws it at him. Mm. And then stands there and goes, hit me with it. I don't give a shit. Right. Hit me with it. Right. And then he decided, you know, I'm not going to hit you. And they hug and stuff. Yeah. I was like, man, it is just so and good. That's, and that's the beauty of it, right? Is the fact you walk and you go, it's kind of a pick em. You're, you're leaning. Okay. It's probably MJF's going to win this match here, but okay. Maybe they do the turn at enough false finishes. And then the end where you go, okay, but they're friends again. Mm-hmm. And then the tag champs are ring of honor. Now. So you're like, well, shit, how does this, how does this go? My only thing that I'm asking Tony Khan, because mm-hmm. okay, it's the only thing I'm going to ask, please, for the love of God, do not have them in a Ring of Honor tag title match, have one of each other screw each other over, they lose the titles, and that sets up the next match. Yeah. I don't want that. Don't immediately go from being completely off the beaten path with this storyline and, and, and making you feel like, I don't know where you're going to go next, to, okay, template this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Because that's the most template shit possible. Yeah. Okay, two guys shooting for the world title. They walk in being tag champs. Okay, one of them's going to turn on the other, and that's how we're going to get into that next match. I really, 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 really don't want that. Yeah. In the worst of ways. Whatever you're going to do with this world title eliminator, I don't know if Cole's in it or not. I have no idea. But whatever you got to do, figure out a way to keep it to where, even if, if that means you're going to switch the title to Cole, fine. If not, fine. But figure out a way to where when this when this does explode, you go, I didn't see it coming, mm-hmm. right? Because there's going to be that point where one of them's going to go, just hit me, just do it. And you're going to see that tension. And then when finally somebody does it, it's going to be a top five moment in AEW history. Mm-hmm. It really is. Because everyone's going to be like, I just never thought it was going to happen. And then yeah. it did. It's like when Roman loses the title, you're like, oh, thank God. Like, we finally got that, right? Like, <laughs> it's like God, but like, you know what I mean? But yeah. like, you're going to feel like that. You're going to be at the end where it's like, man, they've teased it so many times. Like, no, don't do it yet. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then when suddenly somebody finally does it, you're mm-hmm. going to be like, oh, you've got the biggest sympathetic baby face. And then you've got the biggest dick face heel possible. Because now you're like, you ruined such a nice thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right. So, so good. On, on uh, heel turn watch. Yeah. What what percentage do we think Adam Cole's turning? And what percentage do we think MJ? I turning? still think, and I think now, especially with the punk shit kind of being thrown out the window, mm. and I'm assuming the world real world championship thing is going to get thrown out the window. Assuming that happens. I think Cole's turning I for sure. Think. I do think it's going to wind up being him beating him, though. I, 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 I honestly, I think it needs to because 
if you can, AEW lives off of factions, right? Mm-hmm. They just do, right? In some capacity, right? Jericho's had 50 of them at this point. If you can establish Cole with Roddy and Matt Taven and Mike Bennett, mm-hmm. three underutilized guys on the, on their roster, and that's the new heel faction for the next year, I think that's huge. Yeah. You got good wrestlers all the way through. You have a tag team. You got a mid-card guy, and Adam Cole is the main eventer, right? And now it's the... You know, and let's say they take MJ out for like three months, right? And then he comes back, he got that thing, and now MJF's the biggest baby face in the history of the world, right? Mm-hmm. So now it's like shit, biggest baby face, big heel, what can he do? And now you're just rolling. Yeah, you know? I, I think it's gonna be Adam Cole. Yeah. But man, it's it's so crazy how it it's a scripted show. And, and you don't the, know. And in the back of my mind, I go, are they just really playing this so hardcore MJF where MJF's going to fucking turn it right. over and be like, no, I've always been a bad guy. Right. And yeah. just be like, you stupid, like, stupid like, idiots. Like, like yeah. they got us again. Yeah. Like, I feel like when he did it the last like three times, mm-hmm. like to Regal and to, you know, yeah. whoever it was the last couple of times where it's like, we're never going to believe it again. Yeah. Right. Like we're never going to get so far into it where right. I, I think it's always going to be you as the heel. Right. And we've gotten to the point now where it's like, I don't think you're going to be the heel. Yeah. It's going to be crazy when he is end up being the heel and goes, fuck, they did it again. Right. Right. It's going to be crazy if it here's, happens. Here's the third option that I've thought about. What if Cole just, so say, let's say this world title, let's say Cole's in it and he wins it. Okay. Mm-hmm. What if he just beats MJF yeah. without, without anything? And now you've got that dynamic of, well, he just beat me. Mm-hmm. Now how do I feel, right? Like, say they're still the tag champs, whatever, right? Sure. And you're like, are we? Am I still going to be? Is MJF going to be that supportive guy yeah. now that Cole's the world champion? Mm-hmm. And now I got to get my way back to it. And you're like, do, does my friendship really matter that much, or did it only matter that much because I was the world champion, right? Yeah. Now how do I feel, right? Like, there's so many be, different ways. To I'd get be interested there. if if Adam Cole, like you said, beats him clean, and then it's like, yeah, yeah. it's like. He kind of like Adam yeah. Cole starts kind of like wearing off from MJF because he's like, yeah. I was only really friends with you to get close to you so I can win the title. Yeah, now or not even that. They're just like, friends. They're just they're just acting the same way, right? Of of like, hey, we're best friends, and now, um, but now Adam Cole's the champion, mm-hmm. so that whole dynamic flips, right? Now it's like we're still gonna be best friends, right? You got to be happy for me, right? Like, mm-hmm. y- y- you know, like that that another thing, and then MJF's like, yeah, I'm. Super happy for you, buddy. You know, and then you're 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 kind of going through that route. I think that is a fascinating, you know, wrinkle, right? It doesn't have it doesn't have to be very long, right? If you want to if you want to kick it back to it, but I just think that would be super duper interesting to be like, where do you go now that Cole won and the Owens turned? Yeah, that's I think the most intriguing way. Cole wins it, and then you go, now what? Right, because mm-hmm. then you still have that. Okay, no, MJF's got to cheat, right? Now he's going to turn and he's going to get the title back. Or does Adam Cole turn on him? And he's like, to your point, right? I was only your friend to get the title. These are my real friends. Blah 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 blah. And now you're rolling. I was really hoping the Kingdom was actually going to win that uh, battle royal or whatever um, to set up MJF and Cole versus them because I thought that would have been a kind of nice like uh, <clears throat> dynamic there, but. Alas, instead we've got Dark Order winning for funsies, I guess. I, I, I was really, like, looking at the people in that tournament yeah, yeah, yeah. for All Out, I was like, okay, so it's either going to be, like, Matt, I, I will, Matt Taven and them weren't even in it. I, I thought that would have been really interesting yeah, to have right, that yeah. as, like, the story. I yeah. was like, but, like, even, like, the Hardys. No shit. Anybody, or, like, anybody else. Aussie Open again. Like, yeah. I was like, just, like, there's a couple of teams in there where I'm like, 
that would be kind of a fun matchup, even though I think Adam Cole and MJF are going to win. Like, and honestly, I think Dar- I think Silver and Reynolds are a great tag team, former CCW tag team champions. Yeah. Like they've they've got some. Re- yeah, they'll have a banger stuff. match. For I'm sure. just like, man, of all the people you could have given it to, this is like the least sexy. A hundred percent, right? The least sexy person yeah. they give it to. Anyway. But like the me- here's and here's the thing with like almost all AEW cards yeah, yeah. is the card you go not loving it. Yeah. At the end of the day, the Excuse match quality is going to be like, awesome, and you're going to be like, that good. was pretty good. Yeah. So I'm not super worried about it, because the match will be good, but... Grade this show. Ooh. Um, this is a really solid show. It was really. solid. It's, it's like I think there's high, one match that high. sticks out for me, Yeah. and then after that, it's everything like, that was good. Yeah, I think it's like a, like a high B rating. You know what it is, really? This felt like WrestleMania, because this is exactly how WrestleMania goes every year. It is. Where you go, there was one or two matches where you went, that was really great. And everything else, like... That could have been any other show. It does feel like the most you know what I mean? WrestleMania, no, WrestleMania right? show. Doesn't it yeah. feel like that in a lot of ways? Like, like, it feels like a WrestleMania, okay. like, 37, 38, where you're like, yeah, yeah I can I can give you, like, one or two matches. Everything else was like, I could have seen that on SummerSlam. I could have seen that on a payback. I could have seen that anyway, yeah. right? Any any pay-per-view, I would have seen yeah, that they're, match. They're, they're a slight above TV matches, yep. but they could also have been on, like, full gear yes. and wouldn't have a had an eyelash, yeah. which, which is fine. Which is fine, right? Yeah. You know, And I think... I think I'm hoping that going into next year, because they they just they announced at yep. the end of the show yep. that they're renewing this, so yep. this is probably going to be their yearly thing. Is yes. going to either Wembley or going to a stadium show for All In. I would yeah. assume. Right. Um, I hope that now that they have a whole year to kind of plan mm-hmm. toward it, and mm-hmm. knowing that this is going to be their eighty thousand seat right. stadium this show, is this is going to be the WrestleMania that they really put in like six seven months of. Yeah. Okay, let me think. Why? How are we going to get right. here next? Well, year? it's it's the old style of the booking, right? We started All In. And you book backwards. What do yeah. I want this to be? And we, how do we get there? Yeah, right? exactly. Like I think, yeah. like like WWE, like the day after WrestleMania is always okay. What's the main event for the next WrestleMania? They should have like, all right, is it going to be MGF still? Is it going to be this right. guy or right. whoever? Right. Who and are we going to start how, to build? And how would we get there in yep. a year? Exactly. So, for hoping sure. Hoping for that. Hoping that next year would be more. I guess like lovely matches that everyone yeah, wants to see. For sure. I know Brian was hurt. So all right, let's talk hurt. about the elephant in the room. Uh, CM Punk is no longer a part of AEW. He was officially fired after a backstage altercation with Jack Perry, when also in front of Tony Khan. Apparently, him and Tony got into it a little bit, and basically, long story short, he gone. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. So, I I have, I have several questions. Number one, uh, the, uh, let's just get this out of the way down. He's going to WWE. <laughs> Interesting. A lot of reports says he still has a lot of heat with a lot of people, but. Also, at the same time, WWE's like, look, we can bury anything if in, the, in the names of money. They brought back the Ultimate Warrior like 12 times, okay? Mm-hmm. And he sued those motherfuckers. He de- <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely could. Yeah. Especially with Triple H in charge. Yeah. Definitely could. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll keep going to your next question. Okay. I've, I've, I have more answers, but you're probably going to ask questions okay. that will lead to um, these answers. Second question uh, I have is right move by Tony. Um. Yes. Right move. Okay. Right move. Okay. Third question. Was it beneficial to bring CM Punk in? Absolutely. Okay. I think so. Okay. I think I think watching that second episode of Rampage mm-hmm. and just the excitement level of CM Punk being there, I think it personally brought a lot of people into wrestling. Yeah. Like I know I know personally yeah. like five or six people yeah. that literally watched that all out show. Mm-hmm. And was like, I'm watching for CM Punk because right. it's his return match. Right. And then when you have, I think All Out 2021 is one of the most important shows yeah. that they ever put on. Oh, yeah. Because Punk coming back got 
the buys went through the roof yep. with Punk coming back. But then you had that steel cage oh, yeah. tag, tag team match. match where you're like, is this the current wrestling? Like, right. okay, shit. this is crazy. Yeah. And then you had Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole coming at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. That show overall was like, yeah. AEW could not have been hotter no, coming out of that no, show. For sure. Like, you had everything going your way. And it, was like a, it was like a perfect show for like a new person to watch. Go, this is awesome. Right. Let me keep watching. Right. So I think bringing in Punk was essential. And I think having like the MJF feud was awesome. Yeah. But at the, I, I think pushing him too high up the car too quickly, I think was I, like I, your first mistake, was the mistake. The big, the one, the one counterpoint I will for, to say to that is, while I do think yes on the initial like, hey, he's coming back and he's going to wrestle for us. Huge. Mm-hmm. He has also at the same time, basically ruined two of their biggest shows ever yeah. with backstage shit. Mm-hmm. The fact that more people are not talking about the show yeah. because they're talking about this shit, us included, right? We're talking yeah. about right now, although we did dedicate 45 minutes to the actual show, so be nice to us. Um, <laughs> it was fun. That's, that is a massive... Massive. Yeah, no, like, I and here's the thing, I, mean? I agree with you. Like, yeah. so like, should they have brought him back? Yes. Yeah. Because I think that initial that initial like seven month wave of CM Punk yeah. was was really good. Awesome. Yep. It was insane. Yep. I mean, he got hurt after the hangman one, so like yeah. that's what are you gonna do? Right. But once I think once the, the brawl out that's yep. what, that's what yeah, it's yeah. labeled as. The brawl out happened. Mm-hmm. I think that's when it was like, Okay, we don't need you anymore. Yeah. I think the bringing back the second time. Yeah. Was like was tough. Well, he was like, "Hey, we're gonna bring Punk back. Here's his own show with the people he likes." Right. That whole thing yeah. was a very like, "Eh, I don't know about that I'm, one." I'm gonna call. Give, I'm gonna give Tony Khan a lot of credit for going out in front of that crowd on Saturday mm-hmm. and saying, "Hey, look, I gotta let him go." Yeah. In front of Chicago, of all places, right? And I thought that was a ballsy move. It was. I thought, you know what? That's the shit that, you know what, the rest of the locker room is going to say, listen, probably kind of fucked up by bringing him back, but also respect enough to go, all right, enough's enough. I can't keep doing this every three months where something else happens because somebody's pissed off at somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, so big ball move by Tony Khan to Absolutely. go, look, man, we got to pull the plug on this shit. Um, speaking now more in wrestling terms, mm-hmm. okay, like storyline terms, are you happy that we're not going to get this MJF Adam Cole or at our MJF CM Punk title versus title thing? Cause I kind of am. I'm not, I kind of wanted to see it yeah, now. I, I didn't want punk to win it. Yeah. Which he probably would have. So maybe it helps out a lot, yeah. but I do when they're mic battling and yeah. when they're doing their thing, yeah. it is so entertaining. Yeah. I was, I was good. I didn't need that. I, I, didn't, I, I because it wouldn't not have that been I really wanted it. Like, I'm, I'm more of a in-ring person to the story person. Like, mm-hmm. MJF is hysterical, mm-hmm. but the reason I love MJF is because when he goes in the ring with Brian or Cole yeah. or something, he puts on a banger. Yeah. That's why I love, like, Will Ospreay, because, like, he might not be able to talk the mic, which he did against Jericho. He talked people into the match, yeah. but it's his in-ring work that I go, God, it's just so awesome to watch. Yeah. So... In ring, I don't think the match would have been very like awesome by yep. any stretch. I just but, like they, I would have yeah. like the the seven weeks of build up to full gear mm-hmm. would have been really fun every week. Just be like shot after shot after shot. Yeah. I think it would have been really fun. Where, so. where do you think they go? Do you think that they're, they're going to keep the real world championship? I can't imagine. I can't are. imagine yeah. they are. I, I imagine they just scrap the idea. It's it never happened. You know what I anticipate is the international title is going to be a lot more on collision now. With, with MJF being on Dynamite, they yeah. need a championship. Especially if you have the idea. So, like, 
the it was originally like the elites on dynamite punks and his crew people are kind of on collision right i think if now you can see now you can see a lot more overlap because yeah, they're, uh, they, and the they, they already on there first night. Well, they they came out and they said like there's not there's not a not really a split anymore. Like yeah. it's gonna be very fluid between both shows now, mm-hmm. which is thank God, awesome to have top guys on both. But I think if Moxley does beat Orange Cassidy, I could see Blackpool Combat Club kind of taking over Collision a little uh, bit. And you have the Elite on one side, yep. Blackpool on one side and the other, and yep. he's the international champion. You got your MJF and the World Champion on one side, yep. and you're just kind of rolling with two top guys there. Yeah. Any other thoughts on the punk stuff? Um, I would just say I don't know if WWE would be great to sign him back. No. I don't think so. No. I mean, they'd probably do a better job of controlling him, but he's just not great for the locker room, I don't think. I, and that's the thing, too. It's so weird because, like, there's so many people out there. Like, FTR coming out and doing this whole hand signal thing. I was like, first off, Cash Wheeler, of all people, you should be the last person poking this bear. Yeah. But I was like, look, all the people are like, man, he just cares so much and this, that, and the other thing. Like, I don't think he's a bad person necessarily. Mm-hmm. I just think he is the most, like, this is the way it needs to be done, and mm-hmm. I am not going to think any other way. This is the way, yeah. right here. Whether it's, I need to lose this match, I need to lose it for this reason, and this is the only reason why, or I, whatever, right? Because I don't necessarily think he's been Mr. I don't know how political he's been for wins and losses, but in terms of, he's just like, nope, this is the way I think wrestling should be, this is the way it needs to happen, blah, 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 mm-hmm. whatever. It's just so rigid and so unflexible, right? The only times we've ever seen Punk be happy is when he's been on top. Mm-hmm. Like, historically, right? Like, his WWE run was awesome when he won the title. I was so happy. But then as soon as he lost it, he got hurt, he got sick, everyone, you know, they still tried to push him. He's like, I want to go home, and then he just fucking quit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just... And that's my worry, is if he pops into WWE, uh, he's yeah. he's the type of guy who's like, okay, I'm going to come in at Survivor Series in Chicago, yeah. do something, go win the Rumble, and beat Roman. Right. That's what he's going to want, yeah. and I'm going to go. That's terrible, that's and awful. that should be a terrible idea. Exactly. But that's what he's going to be like. If I sign here, that's what I want to do. Yeah. And I go, okay. Do you I, want that, or do you want the organic stuff that they're doing I would, on WWE? I would, I would pay a lot of money though to see Punk and Cody for six months. Sure. I mean, I would really like that. Would be amazing. Mm-hmm. But to your point, the, <laughs> you're selling your soul to get it. Right, yeah. you know, in some but like here's ways. the thing is like, or you get, or they're gonna do a thing where Cody wins the title at Mania against Roman, but then Punk's the first challenger, but Punk ends up winning the feud. Yeah, right. And it. Like, like I don't want any of that kind of stuff happening. I don't, and know. I, that's yeah. why I'm worried that I Punk would come in and do being it. Done just completely. I could too. He's made so much money, you know. He's doing, he's acting now too and stuff. Like, it's it's unfortunate. It's yeah. really unfortunate. You know, it was really good to see him back. You know, I think you're spot on when they say they really should never put him in the world title matches. I think they should just... Or at least just waited a while. like See how this goes. Yeah, Yeah. give it a year and go, listen, if he's still super over and everyone wants it, shoot the shot at it then. But, like, you did it after two feuds. Yeah. And really after one big feud. Yeah, he had had one one, match with Darby. You had one match with Darby. You had, like, a three-week feud with Eddie Kingston. And then you went right into the MGF feud. And then right after that was, oh, by the way, now I'm a world title contender. And it was like, okay. Immediately. Immediately. Like, seven months in. Yeah. And then he kept putting the title back on him. That was the other part. That was the thing that I... And this is the thing, too, that I I still think I'm worried about a little bit with Tony Khan as, as the booking guy. Is it, like... It very much feels like, nope, these are my favorites, and this is who I'm going to go with. Mm -hmm. And, like, almost to a fault, Mm -hmm. right? Where it's like, there's no way you could have foreseenably just gone, okay, we're going to go 
we're going to have brawl. Now, the, the injury is one thing, right? You can't stop the injury. That's fine. So, but when they come back and he gives them the, you give them the title the second time, fine. And then he goes in this big fucking tirade. And then he gets hurt, and then they get in that f- argument or whatever, and the big fight, and then you decide to bring him back, and then he's got another world championship that you're going to parade around to set him up for another world title feud mm-hmm. against your hottest act in the company. Where, where at one point do you stop getting burned by that? Yeah. You know, he would have came back and said, like, look, I'm going to go put on some great feuds with Joe and whoever. Cool. Yeah. But you don't need to be the world champion. Yeah, and I think I think after Brawlout, when he came back that yeah. third time, mm-hmm. it would have been, mm-hmm. I think people were kind of just like over the pump. Like, I don't think people I think they were won- too. They were like, mm. they were like, they were like, I'm cool with him not being world champion for a while. Like yeah. if he was in like, right. like you said, just like mid card stuff or, yeah, or well, listen, in a tag. You he, can be in a good feud and be in the main event and not be the world champion. Yeah. Or if he, if he would have went with FTR and won the six mans yep, in, a, in, a, in six months or something. Like I think, I think people wanted punk enough for that kind of stuff. I don't yep. think people wanted punk to be like, Oh, you're gonna be the world champion for a year. Right. I don't think anyone wanted that anymore. No, no. He wanted his summer of punk so bad. Tony he did. did. He really did. I mean, he, I mean, if he didn't get hurt, double or nothing to all out would have been that. Probably. And, and yeah, it would have been awesome, sure. probably. Yeah. But yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I just, man, it's just, it's unfortunate. It's really, really shitty. I'm very interested to kind of see where they go with the world title now. I'm, I'm excited to see where they go with Collision as a whole and that vibe, right? Because here's what I don't want. I don't want Collision to just be dynamite light where you've got the same people that are on dynamite every week on collision. Mm -hmm. You know, the roster split in some capacity is actually pretty nice because you're getting exposure to new people Mm -hmm. rather than, okay, well we got orange cast. Yeah, no, I like, I've always said, I like the idea of the soft split where you have like the Miro's and the house of blacks on one show, but you can have the elite come over for a show or two. Mm -hmm. And it's not like breaking a rule. Like you're not doing a whole draft for these. Like it's like you have primarily guys on both shows, but you can have, flexible people on right. both shows. I'm yeah. totally cool with that. For sure. Um, I, I don't want them to do a hard player split, but I also don't want them to be like, all right, the elite are on every show ever. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, as an update, this is like an hour ago um, from WrestleOps. I don't know if we'll take that for what, I don't know who this comp- these people are on Twitter, but uh, or on X, I guess is what it's called now. Uh, Sports Illustrated reports that sources close to both sides expect a response from CM Punk after the announcement was firing. So whether or not that's going to be explosive or not, no idea, but we'll obviously do an update on that. Um, at one point, <clears throat> but you know, so you know, see how it goes, I guess. But I, I'm I'm interested. Yeah, it'll else. be interesting. So anyway, um, yeah, let's shift focus a little bit here. Let's get to uh, let's payback. get to payback. Payback happened yeah. on Saturday night. Payback. It was a good show. I got some payback. I enjoyed it more than SummerSlam. <laughs> Probably. Seriously, I mean. Low key, yeah, that's always better. And, and so here, was better. I was to say the hard the hard part for me is like the different viewing experiences is really hard for yeah. me because like watching something in person and then watching it at home, right. it's like maybe the matches would have been better watching it just at home for SummerSlam, but maybe because we were there, we didn't have the commentary and everything. Like right. maybe it doesn't hit as well for sure. Person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I didn't watch SummerSlam back, so I'm I'm not gonna know for a no. while until I ever decide to watch it back if no. if it's true. Um. Give me a reason to watch it back, and then we'll talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, like, people were giving it, like, yeah. like high star ratings for yeah. some of the matches, and I was, like, in person, I was, like, all right, Cody and Bres- Lesnar wasn't that great, yeah. but they must have been selling it really hard, and, yeah. like, the, the match yeah. 
close up must have been really good because yeah, maybe they were giving it high good range. facial expressions all that stuff you miss a lot of that when you're not yeah exactly and we were like kind of far away to yeah. the ring where it was like we were close enough where we could see stuff but too far like the roman match yeah right stuff like that where he's talking and stuff it's like you can't hear any of that so <clears throat> right. you're just kind of watching him stand around for a while <laughs> but he's probably doing a lot of like monologuing while right. he's doing that so right uh but yeah so we open with the uh the steel cage match yep which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus went 20 minutes. This was, like, by far and away. Can't even just say it with words. Their best match. Oh, yeah, for sure. Both came out. This is a great match. This yeah. is really good. This yeah, is a really great good. blow off. I, I really, I really enjoyed it. This is yeah. everything you wanted it to be. Yeah, Trish the, came the, out. The casual steel cage where everyone interferes and I go, mm-hmm. steel cage, keep people out. Nah, who yeah. needs that? So we start just gets involved. Right. But Becky with the win, like we expected. Um, Yep. Good match. Now she's going to be feuding for the NXT Women's Title, apparently, based on that backstage. Who wants to get? Who wants to give like the main titles? <laughs> yeah. Um, next up, we had uh, Ellie Knight and the Miz with special guest referee John Cena. Cena. God, I miss Cena so much. Yeah, he's so good. Everything yeah. he does. Terrible referee, by the way, because there was a couple false finishes that Cena just stopped counting it too, and I was like, oof. Yeah. But I will say the funniest part about Cena was when he was doing the backstage show oh, after later, and gosh. he was like, guys, I've never got to do this before, yeah. and he was doing it, he was like, yeah, that was really, really hard. Yeah. <laughs> Shut so up, funny. Cena. So funny. Um, yeah, Ellie Knight gets the win here in like 15 minutes, 45 seconds. Um, Cena like raises his arm and goes, that's, yeah, Ellie Knight's cool. That's the key. Right? Yeah. That's the important thing. Cena's the special guest referee in LA Knight's match against the Miz. He's going against the Miz, who we've I put over enough at this point, right? Miz is the guy you put in there to go, hey, yep, he's the guy. He can get it done. And then for Cena to endorse it. And I love the fact that there was some tension between Cena and LA Knight where mm. it wasn't just blanket, well, I'm a good guy, you're a good guy, so we're friends. It was a I mean, we can go back in that ring right now. You want to sell it? And Cena's like, I'm showing you respect right now. For He's like, all right, fair enough type mm-hmm. thing, right? If you were worried about LA Knight getting a push, I really don't think you should be worried now. Mm-hmm. You don't put John Cena near anybody if you don't think that there's something there mm-hmm. in that capacity, right? You just, you just don't do it. I'm sorry. Like, Cena giving that level of recommendation. It's like Edge with Grayson Muller, right? We're like, hey, we got to see what we have in this kid, right? When you do that with a guy like Cena, where you're now announcing him as the greatest of all time, by the way, which I thought was hilarious. Hell um, yeah, he is. The fact that you do that is a huge endorsement for yeah. LA Knight. That was bigger than any match, yeah. by the way. thought this match was good. thought it went a little too long. Yeah, um, but I, I do like the finish. I like the finish quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So. US it's over. T- it's over. Get it out of there. Yep. U.S. title match here. We had Rey Mysterio beating Austin Theory in like 10 minutes. No heat. Nothing. No, nothing. nothing. And no, no one gives a shit about no, either but one. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. People still love to see Ray. You know, he's the greatest mass wrestler of all time. They mm-hmm. say that on commentary 44 times throughout the show. Um, but nobody cares. Nobody cares. This match was strictly, uh, well, Theory's got to get his rematch. We're trying to make sure it worked. Like, here's the thing. This is the part I think that WWE, I think writers and creative, I'm sure, get annoyed with when fans bitch about the booking is because we came on here and we were like, I understand why we're not just giving LA Knight a U.S. title shot. But then when you're like, yeah, I know why, because we're going to have him versus The Miz, a super over bad guy, and then we're going to allow Cena to give him the nod of approval. That's way bigger than him facing anybody for the U.S. title. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I think... Sometimes we get kind of get lost in that where it's like, we'll just give him the U.S. championship so it means something. Like, we're going to get there, but let's let's build this guy to a point where he could be a main eventer, not just be the U.S. champion to be forgotten about. Yeah. So this match, though, next. Yeah. 
Uh, Raw tag team slash. Siri did get an entrance, by the way, so it's better than a SummerSlam. <laughs> you like that? Raw tag team SmackDown <laughs> tag team talent. That is really funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we had Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defending against the Judgment Day, Damian Priest and Finn Balor, and Judgment Day wins. Best so, match of the night. Not I close. Far. Not close. I loved this match. Yeah, this match was I, really fun. This was everything I hoped it would be. I mm-hmm. didn't realize until the show that it was a street fight or I, whatever. I didn't either. I did not. So I was like, oh, that's going to be interesting. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, a lot of interference, but maybe it'll be okay. Yeah. Um, I thought this was everything it needed to be. I thought, and here's the brilliance of why I really enjoy this match, is they did the one thing that I hate. Uh, they didn't do the one thing that I hate. Because I, you know, you had the Dominic interference and the Rhea interference. I go, God damn it, they're still going to retain these damn titles and make the Judgment Day look like shit, mm-hmm. right? That was where I thought we were going. But they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Complete opposite. It was like, oh, we're going to fight back, we're going to fight back, we're going to fight back. And, oh, God, we just didn't have enough. You keep Owens and Sami Zayn strong because of that because it took four people to beat them. And now you got the Judgment Day as the tag champs with, with still some inner conflict with with Finn and Priest and shit, thought it was fantastic. Yeah. I thought it was the Judgment Day's night, a hundred and ten percent of the way. Yeah, this was great. I, I loved it. I did think the, the I I I laughed a little. At the finish the end. was funny. Yeah, though the finish was funny. Then when they were walking out, they were like, "We got all the belts, baby!" Yeah. And I was like, "Well, you're a tag champ. He's North America. He's not even a main roster champion. <laughs> Doesn't matter." And I was like, goal. "I was like, she's a world champion, so yeah. that counts." Yeah, yeah. I was like, "You got all the championships? Yeah. Well, they're killing all three shows." Mike. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> no that was the yeah. funniest part I was like all the champions I was like yeah they have 40 but titles the thing, I love I, I love the fact though that they were able to I mean really think about it right when he won the North American championship it was like alright that's interesting like what you know what I mean and yeah. you, you've pieced together where all of a sudden you're like you know yeah you know, you're given some credibility now to it, and now you've got a you've got a tag team champions where they're legit tag like they, they are a good team I yeah. like I like the team um, you've got two bona fide studs as your tag champs. Think about this for WWE. Your last three tag champs have been the Usos, Zayn and Owens, and now Priest and Balor. Yeah. That's a pretty good fucking tag team right there. Yeah. I just think it's funny because like when you look at like NXT when Undisputed Era, we're like, yeah, we're like, we actually hold all the titles. I know, I missed that time. That was such a good time. It was so me. funny because it was like, all right, yeah. you got the tag champs, North American, and world title all in that yeah. faction. Yeah. This one's like, we got all the titles. I go, yeah. Right. Okay. This is why a TV title would be so good for WWE, right? Because then that could be what Dom holds, right? It's yeah, kind of the same thing. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, he could hold the U.S. title and no one would complain, but... Cause yeah, right. Fairly yeah. Not, well. um, no, I, I, but, this was this was a great match. Um, Owens got busted hard, which yeah. was gross. Yeah, they were all uh, dying out there. They were. They were really pushing everything to the limit. I think this is the best Finn has looked since his first run in NXT. This is Finn's best work. Yeah, I'd like to second run NXT. Oh, I guess the second run was pretty good, too. But, That's fair. But, yeah, That's fair. but since, yeah. like, NXT... Outside of NXT, this is probably... Yeah, the, he had outside that small of his, run there at the very beginning. <laughs> I was going to say, outside of his first, like, five weeks on the main roster. Yeah, this, this is... But, like, I'm talking about match quality, yeah. character, everything. I think he's really coming into his own. Sure. Uh, co-main event here with the uh, WWE Women's World Title match. I think this match went way too long. I thought there was a match in between there, wasn't there? Not? No, we had the the segment, the Grayson Waller. Oh, effects. that's what it was. Yeah. And so Jey Uso's on Raw now. Jey Uso's on Raw. Yeah. They literally, you know, literally just to be like, hey, they can't touch each other for like six months. Yeah, pretty much. 
Um, Guy gets a mania somehow. Well, the other thing, too, which I thought was a kind of annoying, I was like, okay, so we're introducing Cody Rhodes out here. Cody Rhodes' entrance was like, man, are we trying to rival Roman here? Because it took forever. Oh, my God. I got up. I was like, all right, well, apparently this is fucking useless. I'm going to go do something because this is stupid. And then just for him to come out and go, hey, Jey Uso's back. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. Sounds great. Um, yeah, okay, continue, though. So, But, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so we had the Grace Waller effect. Nothing really crazy. No. They were, well, they were like, here's the new Raw guy. I was like, oh, this could be some like, big return or something. Yeah. I was like, oh, Jeeves. I was like, okay. Um, hot pop, though. It was a hot pop, but I just wasn't. it just wasn't there for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, co-main event, Rhea Ripley, Raquel Rodriguez. Obviously, Rhea retains, but I think this match went too long. Went too long. Um, it was 17 it, minutes and 25 seconds. It felt like the crowd was like, I'm ready for the world title match. Yes. That's what it felt That's like. That's how I felt like. Yeah. I was like, kind of like, all right, we don't really Honestly, if this match would have, I can't say opened because the, the I think the cage match was like the perfect opener. But mm. I think if that's if this was earlier on in the show, yeah. like if you would have swapped it, I think you would have been better off. Let me put it that way. Probably. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just wasn't like. The other thing too I'm, is I don't think Raquel's. I don't think they've done a great job of getting Raquel to be like a viable challenger for Rhea. They haven't really got anyone to be viable. Because she's awesome. I am so ready for Rhea Ripley to just start fighting dudes. I'm not even joking. Yeah. She could easily, and I'm telling you this verbatim, if you told me, hey, look, in six months, I'm, I'm ba- this is Mike Merkel from the future. Six months right now, Rhea Ripley wins the United States Championship. I go, best thing that's happened to the United States Championship in like eight years. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally serious right yeah. now. No, I mean, the, the problem with WWE is they have like the big five. Yeah. And after that, it kind of gets a little rough. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm waiting for the Biancas to come back or Becky to get in there mm-hmm. and like, or e- even Charlotte to do yeah. it again or oh, something. Yeah. Like, just one of the big yeah. five names out there yeah. to kind of do something with Rhea because everyone else, she's already so much farther than. Yeah. Um, she's so, just fantastic. Yeah, she she's, is. So she's... that's why you need like a Bianca or there. Yeah. So it's like, at least I'm like, maybe there's a chance that someone else could win because I don't believe anyone else would beat her outside. I would of love to see Bianca. Bianca come back, join the Hurt business with, uh, Angela Dawkins and stuff, and now you got Judgment Day versus those guys. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, but Rhea Ripley is legitimately like a top three act right now that they have. Yeah, like legit, she is their number one by far. She's their number one women's wrestler right now. Mm-hmm. Like in terms, yeah, of, in would... terms of like most over most like people are like, oh, I love. Like, yeah, I think I, mean? I think in ring wise, I think it's her and Bianca. Or oh yeah, not in ring wise. I'm talking about from a character like yeah. when people are like, I oh, think, Rhea I, Ripley's on the show. I, was just saying, I think I think people died out on Bianca at, yeah. like in their last like three months or so. Yeah. But I I would have argued Bianca like six months ago, but now I would yeah. say it's probably Rhea. She's she's fantastic. She's not even. She's like 26 too. That's the part that's just yeah. like insane to me. She's not even in her prime. That's that's the part that's crazy. Oh, sorry, that was the wrong person. Uh, Rhea Ripley. Yeah, she's 20. Yeah, she is 26. 26 years old. She's not even in her prime yet, and she's yeah. already, like, so, so good. Yeah, the character, that's, the, yeah that's the crazy thing we say about MGF because MGF's yeah, 25. No, it's, it's just insane. like It's like he hasn't even hit the prime yet. Like, the prime's like 30. Like, Will yeah. Ospreay just entered 30. Like, right. he just turned 30. And you're like, all right, so you got at least 10 more years of yeah. whatever he's going to be doing. Yeah. Like, that's some of the crazy stuff. Out insane there. to me. Um, all right, main event time. WWE World Heavyweight Title Match. We have Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura coming out with like the coolest entrance of all time. Yeah, I by the it. way, I with it. like the Japanese mm-hmm. like art, and yep. then him coming out to his original theme. I'm all game. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Uh, Twenty six minutes later, though. Yep. Rollins Seth gets away. So I really enjoyed this match until the last five seconds. Mm-hmm. Hated the finish. Absolutely hated. Not that Seth won. 
mm-hmm. but the fact that we go into a, a roll up, which I thought, oh, that was kind of neat because like he kind of almost caught him and then rolls off and just stomped him and beat him. I was like, what the shit? Follow it with the fact that he just rolls out of the ring and then he's mad and then he attacked him off camera later, like mm-hmm. following the show. So I don't know if they're going to keep it going and he's like, oh, you just caught me, but I had you type thing. I don't know what the deal is, but I was like, there was so many better ways of doing that other than, oh, I just stamped your face into the ground and now mm-hmm. I beat you. Hated the finish, really enjoyed the match. This is a match where if we were there live, we would have went, that was not very good, but I thought Michael Cole made this match. Yeah. Made it because he was like, the back, the back, the back, the back, the back. Yeah, the no, back. And, and that's they the, worked yeah. towards it the whole night. I thought it was really well done, good storytelling, and then the finish. I was like, "Well, that was really anticlimactic." Yeah, uh, again, I I'll, like I'll, I'll say I, like that's why the live yes. wrestling show is yes. not always as fun. No, as unless because, you're front row. Yeah, I, that's why I think the independent shows are better to go to live because a you can cheaper to go, but also because you're like, oh, the commentary doesn't really fucking matter. Like, these mm-hmm. guys are just going to kill each yeah. other. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this show happened. I, I really enjoyed this show, actually. Yeah. I don't really think, I thought the Mysterio uh, theory match was, was just existed. I thought the women's match went a little too long. But I don't I don't have a fatal flaw with this card where I went, there's nothing on here that does like is so egregious to me where there's like four matches I could have just skipped out on, mm-hmm. right? We didn't have a Big E versus Apollo Crews in this show, mm-hmm. right? Like, you had a little something for everybody. Even Ray, as much as we're like, I'm over it, at the same time, like, the kids and everybody, like, they love, it's Rey Mysterio, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's a whole Yeah, thing. I would say if I, if I put a black mark on it, it would have been the Rey Austin absolutely. match. Absolutely, yeah, Like, for sure. just to say it, but, yeah. like, I would say the same thing, like, SummerSlam obviously had, like, the Ronda, Shayna. I think right. everything else on that show is, like. Pretty solid. It's, like, yeah. fine. Yeah. So that's why I don't think I would say this show is better than SummerSlam, but yeah. they're definitely, like, here's what I would say is the last two shows I think have been good, but not, like, Early this year quality Triple H shows. No. And I think the other thing is I, I wanted to see this show not in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see it somewhere else. I wanted it like seriously. Like yeah. I, I did not think the crowd was nearly as involved as we've seen other places. Sure. Like, you know what I mean? Not just like Puerto Rico. I'm just talking about like other like I thought I thought Detroit was loud for SummerSlam. I thought yeah, SummerSlam's hard because it's yeah, yeah, just more yeah. people. But, but like, I felt like this was the first one where like everyone was like, eh. But the, so the hard part about that is yeah. when you think of all the shows this year outside of the Big Four, they've all taken place yeah. outside of the U.S. Yeah. So this is the first pay per view that's not a Big Four yeah. that's taken place in the U.S. Yeah. So just the crowd is just not going to be right. Yeah. I, I I wanted to see it. Like you're going from like Canada yeah. to Puerto Rico to mm-hmm. London to Pittsburgh. Right. Like, it's like a big right. drop-off there, yeah. but you can't always go no, outside I agree. the U.S. No, so. I agree. Yeah. It's, um, this and Fastlane are both going to be similar crowds yeah. um, and probably similar cards. They're not yeah. going to be awesome cards by any means. So. No, I thought, like I said, I thought from a from a B show, which is what these are, right? Yeah. Like, A shows are your core five. This was probably as good as you're going to get. Yeah. Good storytelling throughout. Nothing more egregious happened. It didn't feel... I never felt like the show dragged. Let me put it that way. Yeah, I think I think the women's... The second women's one for me could, yeah. like was a little long kind of yeah. dragged. But outside of that, I think yeah. it was pretty solid. Yeah, I thought it was pretty solid all the way through. Like I said, especially for a payback, all that shit, I'll take it. All right, let's just focus a little bit here. Um, we had college football, Mike. Oh. We did it. Oh. We got here. We got okay. college football week one. Michigan State play, uh, playing the old central Michigan Chippewas. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a game. Uh, I'm pretty sure Michigan State fans were having a bit of a conniption after that first quarter. Um, after the first, like, half. Yeah. 
Um, what was it? 10, seven and a half, 10, seven and a half, 10, seven and a half. Yeah. And then they kind of, you know, open the doors out after that. Yeah. It was funny. Cause I was watching up until like the early third quarter mm-hmm. and I was like, it's still 10 to seven. And yeah. then I left for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And I came back. It was like 31 to seven. I said, well, it's just like, Oh, they're just realized we're yeah. playing central. Yeah. Um, yeah. Early thoughts of Michigan state, uh, so far new quarterback, right? Noah yeah. Kim. Is that what his name? Noah Kim. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually didn't think they looked bad by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they, you know, for for coming off of a five and seven year, yeah. I think they looked good. Yeah, I think they were fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think in relative to the other Big Ten performances I watched, they were like top three or four. <laughs> so yeah. that's that's saying something to how the Big Ten. I mean, you watched Minnesota and Nebraska go thirteen to ten and barely move the ball against each other. They were both trying to lose that game. They both were trying to yeah. lose that game. I mean, you look at. Um, even like the Ohio States against Indiana's, yeah, Indiana, that both. Game was I mean, Indiana literally had no quarterback. It looked like throwing yeah. the ball. They were running the read option in the fourth quarter. They were five for ten for eighty three yards. Yeah, and Ohio State was like up like seventeen to three. And I said yeah. that yeah. quarterback performance, and you're only up seventeen to three. It was 3 in the third, and I was like, holy shit! Like, yeah, they're they're they have a chance here. And yeah, then like they, they could. Like, no, 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 we are Indiana. Yeah, if if they have any offense at all. Yeah. Um, I Michael think Phoenix I, would have really helped in that situation. Really would have. <laughs> uh, uh, I think Iowa looked really good. Yeah, Cade McNamara looked really good in his first game. He actually like moved the ball in Iowa's first offense, opening crazy. season touchdown drive since 1991. It was a passing touchdown. Oh, was that it? What it was passing yeah. touchdown? They've passing had rushing forward. touchdowns oh, okay. in their first drives, but never a passing touchdown. Jesus. Um, but yeah, I think I think like the best. Like obviously, Michigan looked fine. We'll get to. Yeah. Um, I think Penn State looked really good. Yeah. I think Iowa looked really good. A lot of the other, like like Wisconsin, looked mm-hmm. really rough for the first half. It was weird. I think this is like the one year where just like the first half of a lot of these games, yeah, a lot of these good teams just looked off. That's what I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you, I go, did this week feel like everyone's like, oh shit, we're playing a real game, not a scrimmage? Yeah. Because everybody, like, this is not Georgia a, was yeah. playing UT Martin and it was like 17 oh, to 7 at God. halftime. And I was so like, bad. but then the score ended up being like 44 to 7. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so you decided to play at yes. one point, but yes. like, a thousand there percent. was like four teams that were like, oh no, 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 we know we're playing a dog shit team and we're going to take this seriously and they won like 81 to like Oregon won 81 to 7 Oklahoma won like 77 to 0 or something right. like some of these teams were like no no we're playing the whole way through right. and dog walk teams right. but then some of these teams were like oh yeah yeah we're, we're playing a real game today it's 10 to 7 at halftime maybe we should start right. trying absolutely and there were no like crazy upsets I guess outside of Colorado which you want to get into but yeah. um, outside of that there was no upsets or anything like all the top 25s won it right. was just right yeah no watch. I it, it was it very much felt like week one in like the sense of like all right let's get our sea legs underneath us right like let's not do anything crazy you know mm-hmm. we're just gonna run our basic offenses right not gonna do anything wild. Yeah, right? most of these teams just felt like preseason, like yes. like a preseason. Except week for one. Colorado TCU, that was yeah. the only game. That was the only one that was like, no, no, we're going into a bar burner yeah, week one. Exactly, and obviously, you know, Florida and LSU, or not uh, Florida, Florida State and LSU that today. That, that, well, yeah, That's but those are two game. top ten. So right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, very much felt like that. Speaking of Michigan, though, right, same thing, right. Early on, it was like, man, it just feels like they're kind of sleepwalking a little bit. Had some very questionable officiating during that game. Good lord. Mm. Um, the only question I want to ask you though is. Um, d- do you like the Peacock presentation? Because I wanted to hurt myself. <laughs> during the I, whole thing. I mean, I hated the fact that it was on Peacock because you can't flip between channels. Yeah. You got to like go back into Peacock. Um, that's very irritating to yeah, me. Yeah, I I didn't mind it. Yeah, um, I was trying to watch. Col- I mean, you got 
eight TVs. I was saying, I was trying to watch Colorado TCU too. You see, I watched. See, I was watching both at the same time. I so hate you. I that, hate you. That, You're the worst person to ask this question. I know. Too. So I, like every time you say that, like I'm like I can't like I can't live with that because oh I I God. I either like I either stream it on my laptop or I, I have both so You're I can so just like ridiculous. watch it. So like I I can't. I, it would be annoying if I only had one. I if I only had one TV. <laughs> God bless it. Um, thoughts on Michigan, how they looked. Um, I thought it was a I thought so, they, so performance. Yeah, I thought they were fine. Yeah. Um, I think. I think the whole free Harbaugh shit's getting a bit ridiculous because it's self-imposed. Yeah. Hate that shit. Why? You don't need it. You know. I, I yeah. Here's the thing: is I didn't even know. Yeah. It was a thing until the commentator said it. Yeah. Like they did the fours mm-hmm. and lineup. And this I was is like, a tribute to their quarterback for a three yard gain. I went. How about we focus on moving the football against East Carolina? Yeah. Well, it was, it was. I was just like they were just doing. I thought it was just like a unique, like a Kansas City, like unique formation that they were running out of. I was like, oh, that's cool, sure. And then they were like, oh, it's a tribute to Harbaugh. And I went, oh, I, I yeah. didn't even comprehend that's what it was. Um, but I will say this: the one thing that made me happy, mm-hmm. I guess, if we're gonna say that. Is JJ McCarthy definitely looked like the best player on the field? He's definitely the best quarterback in the Big Ten. Yes, no, and like not, it's yeah. kind of by a wide margin too. Listen, it's not that close. And I don't know. And you're the quarterback guy, but I took away from it evaluating. I went. He looks stronger. Yeah, he looks more confident, and it definitely feels like because I thought Blake Quorum had a rough day. I know he had the big touchdown run and all that, or it got to the big three. run. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. big run. But didn't think the offensive line particularly played great. I know East Carolina puts eight in the box, so it's going to be hard to run block in those situations. But I thought he looked really good early. I thought, especially getting that offense going, it basically went, okay, well, we can't run the ball here, so I guess we're just going to throw it all the way down the field and score. Mm-hmm. And they were able to do that. Was really happy to see that, and it really felt like this – He, it just felt like you could tell he's changed the way – like the approach is a little bit different. Yeah. He's stronger. He's putting some real oomph on the ball, right? The arm talent we've already known has been there. Um it felt like he was like, I don't really even need to run, really. I'm just trying to keep it alive and find my guys and stuff. Yeah. I was really happy with the way Cade played. Not like we've seen years before where the Shea Patterson's the world against Middle Tennessee State where, yeah, he's got three touchdowns, but he's also 24 for 41. Mm-hmm. That's not a great That's not a great day beating Middle Tennessee State. He was efficient. I only think he had, what did he go, like 28 for 34 or something like that. Um, I don't think he threw that many passes. You don't think he threw that many passes? Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, let's see. He threw Michigan. Um, 26 for 30. So yeah, it's oh, it's pretty off. close. Okay, 26 for 30, right? Super efficient, clean game, three touchdowns. Yeah. Three touchdowns, right? Um, was just happy to see him own it, right? You have you don't even have your offensive coordinator there that day, right? There was a lot of things that was kind of setting up. We're like, man, you could have a bad day today if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, it very much felt like they could have just, if they wanted to throw 50 passes, he could have set a school record type deal. Like, yeah. That's where I felt yeah, like he was in. So I was really happy to see that. Yeah, no, that and the, I think the defense looked really good. Yeah. So I, I, I know I, it's East Carolina, so I know people are going to judge me and be like, well, that's what he should do. I understand. What I'm saying is that I well, was just happy to see yeah. that he was the best player on the field because he should be the best player on the field. Yeah, that, and that's the things you have to look for when, when you get these like pancake teams. Yeah, right, exactly. Like, is you, your best players are... Clear in a way. Yeah, like, like you watch, like, the Georgia-UT Martin game. You're not going to be like, oh, my God, like, he, yeah. yeah, he's putting a point. Like, yes, he's going to be putting – but, like, is he making – is, is the right. ball behind the receiver a lot? Right. Is exactly. he under-throwing people? Is like, he able to get away with the shit against Alabama, yes or no? Yes, right. yeah. and that's really yeah. – like, every throw J.J. made – yeah. Obviously, their corners would be more athletic on Ohio State or something. Yeah, but yeah. every throw he made, he threw it to the right spot, and the, and he led the guy open, yep. or he threw it to an open receiver. Right. Where 
like you look at like what Ohio State's quarterback was doing or what um, Georgia's quarterback was doing and some of those throws, it was like, yeah, it works against UT Martin or maybe it works in Indiana, maybe. Right, right. But like – Will Johnson's not going to – Will Johnson's not going to like watch right. his underthrow and mm-hmm. not pick it off. Right. You know what I mean? So that's stuff you look for yeah. on, on these pancake games. Exactly. And so I thought that was really nice. I was, I was a little interested to see with all of the um, – uh, with all the shenanigans going off the field that I was a little worried they were going to come out um, and not just handle business the way they needed to, but they did. And I, I they obviously coasted the second half, really. You know, they got a three-touchdown lead, and they were like, all right, let's not do anything stupid. Half of their starters didn't even play on defense, it felt like. You know, like Will Johnson didn't even play. Yeah. So um, happy to see that. Looking forward to them next week. Right, I just want to see this. I want to see this offense. I want to see the chemistry with the receivers because I do think if if there's one thing about this offense that I'm more concerned about is – you need to make sure that you have your receivers ready to go for these yeah. big games. And they got yeah, they got to develop that chemistry early because mm-hmm. they have a outside of Cornelius and um, Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, they I have a lot of guys. like freshmen and, and Loveland. Sophomores. By the way, was really I thought he looked good Loveland? yesterday too. Yeah, uh, the tight end. Yeah, he's really good. Day. Um, all right, let's shift focus here. Let's talk about it. Uh, on deck, right? A couple days away. Four, three days. Three days. When you guys yeah, hear this, the but four days. Football Lions are playing your Kansas City Football Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Thursday night football opening the season in Arrowhead. Aaron Rod or uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Jared Goff is going to go take a dump on the Arrowhead's field and say, "Screw you, Mahomes." Remember twenty whatever year 18, it was eighteen yeah. when I outdueled you? Ha ha ha! Almost did this time. <laughs> <laughs> but more yeah. importantly, right? I don't necessarily want to talk about the game, but I do want to talk about just your overall expectations for this season. A lot of hype, mm-hmm. right? Everyone's on the Lions bandwagon right now. Um, we have the we have the final fifty three as of right now, right? I'm sure there may be a move or two still, but for the most part, you kind of know who's going to be there, who's yeah. not. Um, thoughts on on this on this iteration of your Detroit Lions? Because mm-hmm. I do think that the expectation is you need to be you win this division. I think that's the, I think that's the goal. Yeah. I think that's the next step. Playoffs, obviously, right? Because mm-hmm. of that. Um, you know, I don't necessarily know what the win total is, right? It's really going to depend. Like, if Seattle falls off a cliff, right, then maybe it doesn't look as impressive if they beat Seattle. But if they lose to Seattle, but Seattle goes, you know, 12-5, and five, mm-hmm. then maybe not. I don't know. Um, but I do think, looking at it roster-wise, I do think they have a top six team in the NFC right now. I, I, I don't think that's a super long, lofty thing I'm saying right now. Um I, I think this is the year, man, where they – I'm not saying the year like, oh, they're going to go in the Super Bowl. I'm saying this is the year where we I think we really start to see some breakthrough, right? You mm-hmm. will go from 3-13 and 13 to 9-8. and eight. Let's see now. I The biggest concern I have for this team is because we've, we've seen a bit of a track record out of Dan Campbell is a slow start, which they can't afford to have this year. They can't afford to be 1-4. and four. Mm-hmm. Can't happen. And if they're 2-2 two and two or whatever, maybe that's fine, you know, and then you start rattling off some more wins. But – you can't be one in three a yeah. quarter way through the season this year. I don't think that's acceptable, and I don't think that they're going to find that acceptable either. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I I think they have to be better on the road. Yes, agreed. I think I think it's something I yep. look for yep. is their road performances to be better yep. because when you look at that win streak last year, you're like, oh yeah, they were killing teams. I was like, yeah, like they they beat Jacksonville by a lot at home mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. But I was like, you went to Carolina and got killed. Yeah, you went to the New York Jets. And put up like twelve points, yep. and and you beat 
Uh, well, they went to Zach New York. They, they did go to New York and beat the and Giants. And they beat the Giants good. pretty good. Yeah. But then it's like. But well, you they, barely beat Chicago. But you barely right? beat Chicago on the road. Yeah. You lost to Minnesota on the road. You yeah. you yeah. know, you played Green Bay close. So you beat them at the end of the year when. Yeah. Lost you know, to Dallas. Lost to lost New England. Dallas. Yeah, like. Got uh, shut out New England. Yeah, got okay. shut out in New England. Uh, but yeah, just a, not a lot of good road yeah. performances. It's and, tied to Jared Goff. And it's tied to Jared Goff because Jared yeah. Goff is like Terrible. five touchdowns, six picks on the road. Yeah. But somehow he's. 28 touchdowns, three picks at home. I know. It's it's just it's something literally it's just like, insane. It's literally like and outside. Night and day. Outside is the big thing. Yes, outside, outside on the road. On the is road it's like, just unbearable. And yeah. looking at the teams that you're going to be playing in the playoffs, yeah. uh, the 49ers, uh, the Eagles, yeah. uh, you know, Dallas, Dallas pop, pop, yeah. possibly depending on how right. they go. Niners, um, yeah. Seattle, stuff yep. like that. Like yep. those are the teams that if you're going to play a road game, you're going to be playing in all these outdoor stadiums. Mm-hmm. Got to figure that stuff out. No, so, for sure. Because, like, winning the division, sure, you might get a home game as, like, the 3-4 seed or something, right? right? But right. then it's like, all right, then you're going to the number one seed, Eagles, or the number one seed, Niners. Yeah. No, okay. listen, if if they if we come out of this season and the Lions have won the NFC North, mm-hmm. I'm counting that as a major success. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. that they've never done it. They've mm-hmm. literally never done it. Yeah. So that in itself, right, I just, you know, I want to see them continue to on this upward trajectory. I don't think they need to make an NFC championship game for this to be a, no. for a successful season. I think they need to get to the playoffs and I think they need to, if, if they don't win, it better be because they played like the Niners at home and they, and they kept it close. You know yeah. I, mean? I, I look at it as like you, you, you win the division, you have the home playoff game. I think the only team actually, yeah, I think the only team if you play a home playoff game that if you lose to, I'd be like, oh, okay, is like the Eagles. Yeah, right. Because I yeah. even think the Niners, you should probably beat at home. The Niners can be iffy because mm-hmm. I don't love their quarterback play and stuff. Yeah, right. Um, but if you play like the Dallas, the mm-hmm. Giants, Seattle, Saints, Saints yeah. whatever the case may be, if you play any of those teams at home and you lose to any of those teams, right. I go, yeah, at home, great. like great. on the road, different story. Right. At right. home, yeah, if that's they, where, that's where you're supposed can, to be. If they can at. secure a home playoff game and get that, I think this place is going to burn to the ground. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Um, but I do think they have the ability to do that. I really mm-hmm. do. I'm really confident in some of their depth that they have. I say that, knock on wood, obviously. But like, I, I listen. It, it's 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 time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? We're in year three, right? You've got a lot of positive buzz. You're half a game away, a Baker Mayfield bad performance away from making the playoffs last year. Like, there was a lot of stuff, right, that you could have done. Mm-hmm. And now it's time to, now that there's expectations where, no, you're the favorite to win the NFC North. That doesn't happen unless you've done things the right way. But now it's time to put the stamp on and go, yep, we're going to go do it. This is the time. Now is the time. We're mm-hmm. going to go win this division. We're going to take over. And we're going to take advantage of the fact that Minnesota is in a, I don't know what Minnesota's doing. I don't know if they're rebuilding. I don't know if they're trying to keep this core together because they're going to pay Hawkinson record money. They're going to pay Justin Jefferson record money. Is Kirk Cousins your quarterback? I have no idea. But you're cutting Delvin Cook. I don't understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, Green Bay, you know, you're trying to see is Jordan Love your guy or not? Can Matt LaFleur actually coach a team that doesn't have Aaron Rodgers on the team? Wouldn't really know. And then Chicago, I think, is at least one more year away before they're really com- competing in mm-hmm. any serious contention. And you're still trying to figure out what Justin Fields is. So you're the only team with not this massive question mark of, well, can Jared Goff play? Can this happen? Can this happen? It's can you just do it? Mm-hmm. Take it, right? Um 
I'm fascinated. Um, real quick, just going to this matchup against the Chiefs in particular, um, is there uh, um, is there something that you need to see out of this team to make you go, if they lose the game, which is the prevailing thought by everybody, they lose, okay, what do you need to see for you not to push the panic button? Is there a number threshold that you need? they need to stay yeah, within? I, I really don't think there is a there's anything like, I don't think my opinion is going to change at all after this game, Mm -hmm. after this chiefs game, good or bad. I think if they win, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go, that was good for them. Like good win. Yeah. And if, because, and if they lose, it'll be like, yeah, you lost the chiefs. Like Mm -hmm. what are you going to do? Like, I don't think this game is going to change my opinion too hard Mm -hmm. on either side of the coin. Okay. I'm not like I don't think there's gonna be any overreact. It's like if they beat the Chiefs by three points, mm-hmm. I'll be like, okay, so they didn't have like their three best defensive players. I'll take it. Yeah, no, like I'll take the <laughs> win, sure. But like I'm just saying, like it's like yeah, they didn't have like their like if we didn't have Aiden Hutchinson playing, right? That's that would be our excuse. Be like, right. oh, we didn't have Aiden Hutchinson playing. How did you expect us to win? Right. Yeah, okay, Chris they don't Jones, have, they don't have Chris Jones playing. Yeah, that's a big. That's, that's a big, big detriment. Like I'm like I'm not like that. Like that's something, just right? Pl- so if that happens and they win this game. Can you tell Lions fans now? Because you know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. If they win this game, everyone's going to assume we're the favorites for every game going forward. Yeah. Right? That's just what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the... So tell, you need to be the one to do it. Because if I do it, people are going to be like, okay. You got to be the one to be like, tell them right now. That's not, does not mean that they're winning the Super Bowl mm-hmm. if they somehow knock off the Chiefs week one. Despite the fact that Mahomes is ungodly on week he one. He is ungodly. I tried telling my one. buddy this, my buddy Eric, I, I was like, Mahomes is really good week one. He goes, didn't he have that one year where he threw like three picks? I go, no, 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 that was like week three. Never week one. No, never week he one. He fell off a cliff off of week one sometimes, but then week one, he's always lights Dude, out. Dude, week one, he's literally like, he's 5-0. and oh. He's got like he, 35 points a game they're averaging. It's something ridiculous. Yeah, he's he's at like 23 touchdowns and no picks in yeah. week one games. It's right. something absolutely I'm interested insane. to see how the Chiefs do look, though, with this new... Because you, you don't have... You don't even have Juju anymore, mm-hmm. right? Like, you don't have... I mean, Kadarius Tony, I don't, is he playing? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, like, so, like, you, you really don't have tremendous wide receiver talent, right? And I, I get it. It's Mahomes. I understand that. But we've even seen guys, though, despite how good they are, the Bradys, the Rodgers, these types of guys where you go, at some point, I need somebody else to make a play. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I'm, I'm not. It's, I'm not trying to talk myself into them winning. I'm just yeah. saying I'm interested to see I don't know. as the season goes on what they look like because I don't know. It's a it's a Travis Kelsey effect. Yeah, it's it, he is the most annoying person in football to me because yeah. he he's he doesn't look fast. Yeah, and he is always open. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the most, and like really pay attention to it because every he'll have like twelve catches and you'll go, why is there not a single line around him? Right. When he right. should be the guy, you should have every single guy looking at. Mm-hmm. He's always open. Yeah, it's a big year for Aaron Glenn for sure. New revamp defense, right? Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, but no, I'm not I'm not reacting either way. Okay, if they lose, you lost to the Chiefs. If you win, you won a game. You you're you're one to know. Yeah, like here's the thing: you could win this game. Everyone's going to go, oh, we're so awesome, Bala, and then you lose to the Seahawks, and then Atlanta at home, at and, home and then you go, mm-hmm. okay, so how do you beat the Chiefs but lose to the Seahawks? Right. Exactly. No, it's hundred percent. So, right. yeah. or you beat the both of them, and, and then, then you lose to Atlanta, Atlanta. and you go, oh, no. and you go that win you just got on the Chiefs that you shouldn't have you just lost. You just lost it because 
You should have beat Atlanta. You should beat Atlanta. So right. it's one of those things where it's like, don't freak out over either one because you could beat the Chiefs and then go one in 16 after. Yep. No, you're absolutely right. So I, it's, right. you know, that's just a game. So what we're saying is go Lions. <laughs> I'll root for the, I'm oh, playing, yeah. I'll, I'll bet the Lions and everything. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not like confident by I any means. I just wanted to go out there, play tough, hang in with them, have a chance to win at the end. If they have a chance to win at the end, I'll be I'll be happy. Yeah, yeah. I don't want one. Of the, okay, I don't want one of these fake like you're down twenty four and then you make it a seven point game at one point <laughs> and then you're like they only lost by seven. Yeah, I don't want one of those either though. No. Well, like, well, because I, I don't want people to be like they only lost by seven. Okay, that's a box score fan right there. Yeah. Because like they did the same thing with the Eagles and the same thing with the Niners the last two years. Yep. Where it was like, all right, you're down like 24. Well, in defense of the Niners game, though, they did have the ball with a chance to win. They could have. At the end. Sure. At the end of the game, they did have it. Yeah. They just didn't convert it. I yeah. mean, they needed like three onside kicks to do it. It was a perfect storm. I'm just saying, they did have it. The Eagles were like Seattle. They never even had a chance to win the game because they never had the ball. Yeah. So Exactly. And yeah. so I just don't want yeah, that yeah. where it's like, okay, you're down seven, but the Chiefs are kneeling it because you just got it to seven. And yeah, it's like, yeah, we only yeah. lost by seven. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, yeah, it's one being of those down twenty four, and then the playing close, off, man. If you're close in the fourth quarter, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit how you get it done. But if you have a chance at the end of the game, it's, yeah. you go score, you win the game. You don't, you don't go score, you lose. Yeah, I'll take that as a success. Yeah, I'm that's saying, fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care if you come back from twenty four down if yeah. you have the ball with a chance to win. Yeah. I just don't want it where it's like, yeah, right, right, you're down yeah. fourteen, you throw like this big thirty five yard pass for a touchdown. It's like we only lost by seven. And then we have to recover the onside in order to win. Yeah, like there, when you need like seven different things to happen all to go your way to go win a game, I'm not counting it as like, oh, great win there. Right, so for sure, yeah. All right, that's going to be it for this week's show, guys. Uh, on behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he is the Merck, so Mike Merkel. We will see you guys, as always, next time.